San Antonio Sports Star Audio Vault is brought to you by AA Best Bail Bonds. 225-2121 or online at mybestbailbonds.com. Joe Reinagle, Jason Minix, The Blitz. It is The Blitz here on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250 and 103.3 FM from the Minix Kitchen Studio. It's back. <laughs> <laughs> he is Joe Reinagle. I'm Jason Minix. Man, what a day today, right? It's cold outside, baby. It is not cold enough for Rudy J to pass on a cigar. No, he was doing that, and that's okay. You know, you go out for a little bit, you know, bear the cold for a nice stogie. Uh, and that's what he's doing. He emailed that he's triple layered. You know, since we're we're back working from home on this snow day, on <laughs> this ice day, how bad is it out there? I didn't think it was that bad. You notice I'm the only guy. I had to travel. You know, I, so I must be there. I'm kind of feeling like Mike Jimenez about now. You know, I'm, I, I need a seat at the big boys' table. Well, you are. Yeah. You're at the Minix house. You, Rudy, Jay, Rob, you guys have your own little setup in your own kitchen, uh-huh. and, and i I got to come to your house. Well, not only that, but I figured out how I was going to get a free dinner out of this deal because Ryan Eagle stopped at Tri-County Meat Market on his way over to the house, and we're going to be doing some porterhouses later in the show. Absolutely we are, and it's really just for me to, to make sure that you actually know how to cook because i'm still not convinced you're not convinced you've been complaining you know if you're coming over to the house stop and get some steaks and we'll grill during the show i did i went to tri-county they were open they were very helpful Uh uh-huh in fact they cut them for me yeah because they didn't have any on display so isn't that the best when you go into a meat market you know you're not getting anything more fresh than than that and and again we're we're going to grill although we won't actually grill as much during the show because you know it's bad weather and apparently in the TV world, sports doesn't matter in bad weather. So you get you get a night off at TV. I actually do. Yeah, no sports tonight. It's uh, all weather all the time. Uh, even though I think the worst of it's over, right? I mean, it's still going to be cold, but I think this rain is uh, is gone from what Bill Taylor tells me. So I hope that's the case because I don't like that. But, uh, yeah, you know, I'm, that's good. So I'll kind of get a taste of, of, of things to come, a little preview. Of, of just when you get off work and you go home at 7 o'clock. Right. Yeah. And, and, and a nice steak. And that's yeah. it. You're going you're gonna to have some nice steaks. Glass Although, of wine. It'll be fun. The challenges of grilling when it's none degrees before the show, because and I'm glad I did it. Could you imagine if I was trying to do it during the commercial oh, break? There's no way. The grill covers are frozen to the grill. Yeah. It took a little work to get the grills prepped and ready because, I, I, I mean, well, we're going to smoke them, so we're going to put them on about 545, 6 o'clock, and, and they'll be ready just after 7. So I love Minix, right? So, you know, when, when we're at the <laughs> studio, Minix is, you know, he's got to do other things, not just the – you know the radio thing, right? He's he's uh, he's in sales or management or whatever the heck else you do over there. So you're kind of dressed up. So, I, but I come to his house. He's got a Rupub hoodie on, shorts and flip flops. So you got to see the dude walking around on his back porch, freezing his tail off. Out well, there. I, I mean, I put the hoodie on to go outside, and and I went and checked the mail earlier, and I was wearing shorts and a. I've got a golf shirt on underneath because I had a Zoom meeting earlier, so I had to look because you're on Zoom. So yes, it's it's shorts and 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 no socks, right? But you know, I was wearing a golf shirt for the meeting I had earlier. But when I went outside, it was cold, so I put on a hoodie. Well, you look 
you look bad. I, you really do. I, I look don't, bad. I don't, I, I don't know. I look good, bro. Well, I mean, I, I mean the Rupub thing is great, but you know, ho- hoodie wait, and shorts. You know, Joanna is a saint. Yes, I'm telling you. <laughs> <laughs> hey, and oh, by the way, I got to give Pledge some some props there because he's he's. Uh, He's got me there. He had to drive to work too. Well, and of course he does. I mean, right. I mean, he's the essential one. We're, we're, <laughs> we're not. We're, we're not essential, <laughs> right? Um, no, uh, Robbie's asking on on uh, YouTube Live. Uh, no commander gear. I've got plenty of commander. I could put go put on a commander. He knows if he did that, I'd be calling him a Washington commander fan all day. So he doesn't want to give me the pleasure of doing <laughs> you that. You know, here's the thing: the <laughs> commanders will always be. The San Antonio Commanders. I believe Al Michaels got the Washington football team name correct the day when he was on with Pat McAfee. The Commanders, you know, new team name this morning. And I feel like everything in the world, especially when you rebrand it, is going to be hated early. The Commanders, I don't think anybody expected or wanted, but if they win, it doesn't matter, right? As long as they win, nothing matters. Right, and people will get used to it. Yeah, and you're right. They'll start calling them the commies, and social media will blast this. I mean, I thought the funniest thing ever was when the Seattle hockey team named itself the Kraken, yeah. and the name of the building I think is something like Climate Pledge Arena in Seattle. But you know what the fans called it? The Crack House. The Crack so, House. <laughs> that's the risk you run when you change the name of the company. Well, and, and, and that's it. Al, the great Al Michaels. Calling them the commies on, on day one, and I think he's right. Well, he, he's right, and you could adjust that logo just enough for what Washington did, and I think he's got it right because I was thinking commandos, but I like commies better for that football team because they stole our name. It all depends on whether they win or not. If they start winning with that, they're going to be the commanders, and people will go, yes, sir, and salute. They won't. Yes, they will. Well, no, they won't win, so we don't have they to worry win. about yeah. that. I, I mean, well, it depends. And, you know, as we move on after the Super Bowl, we start talking about, you know, moves and stuff. All they need is a quarterback. That's it. They need a quarterback, and I tell you what, that team has is, is got potential. Yeah, they they do, and again, I, I see the name still, of all the names they could have picked, and I, I thought Washington Generals made the most sense. But yeah, even, but you can't do that. That The Harlem Globetrotters used to beat, or was that the Senators? Yeah, no, I think they beat the Washington Generals, yeah. but I mean the lovable losers that they are. <laughs> uh, hail to the Commanders is uh, what Gabriel is saying. It's just... It's not going to be there. Now, you know, what I find interesting is there is a local singer named Marcy Grace. Okay. And, you know, she went to Smithson Valley, and she's, you know, got a couple of songs out and has hit the charts, doing well for somebody that's 26, 27 years old. Nice. Well, she wrote a song for the San Antonio Commanders that we used to use with the Commanders. Now, you know. She's rewritten the song for Washington and is trying to get it to uh, the Washington football team. See, she understands the fact that now if you're going to try to make money, and I don't blame her. (laughs) Yeah, I don't blame her for that either. But in the back of her mind, Jason, she knows that if you're singing about the Commanders, that name is now Washington. Mm -hmm. So if you're wearing Commanders gear, you're singing about Commanders. You're a Washington Commander fan. No, it, it, it's it, you will. It's it's you know. It's like if uh, you know, I was a Copper's Cove Bulldog, and there's a gazillion Bulldog names out there. I mean, that's just kind of what it boils down. It's not to. the same thing, and you know it. Okay, it's not. All right, it's not the same thing. All right, so you know, there's a lot of coyote. 
too, and I was an Alice Coyote. That's it. So, right? so Coyote, you, I should yeah, say. Yeah, you're you're Yote. Uh, you, you, but so you're a fan of the uh, Phoenix hockey team, right? Yeah, of course, right? <laughs> That's high school, buddy. <laughs> high school. We're talking about pros, which the San Antonio Commanders were mm-hmm. a pro football team. They were. No longer are they. And nope. now that name belongs to the Washington Commanders. So if you wear Commanders gear, I'm just going to assume well, you are a Washington Commander fan. Journalism 101, Joe. What happens when you assume? What happens when you assume, Ryan? You Engel? see, here's, here's what happens. Everybody that's listening, when a, when a guy gets like kind of upset and he's trying to do that, he knows what I'm saying is true. No, no, I, I don't know what you're saying is true. I don't believe. I, I, I just it just pisses me off that they they stole the name. It, it's I got to rub a little salt in the yeah. You can't. You know I, I mean, it, and it's funny because on Good Morning Football this morning on the NFL Network, they were talking about the name change and how everybody has blasted it. Yes, and one of the dudes brought up the fact that the Tennessee Titans went through that. Everybody hated the name Titans. When they first revealed it. Right. And now everybody says tighten up. I, I mean, now it's not that big of a deal. And I think it, there is very little that Washington could have done with a name change outside of Red Tails or maybe Generals that would have been universally loved. I mean, Stephen A. Smith was bashing it today. I mean, everybody has bashed it because, well, one, it's not original. No. It was it was stolen right, right from the Alliance, but it wasn't amongst all the popular ones with all the different fan polls, it it, it, it never resonated. Now here's the problem. Stephen A. Smith doesn't know it was stolen from the San Antonio Commanders. Well, he does. No, he doesn't. He does. He talked about it. He did? Yes. He talked about the San Antonio Commanders. Yes. I don't watch Stephen A. Smith, so... <laughs> So I didn't hear that. Yeah, I'm going to have to take your word for it. Sure, I'm not sure I believe you. Well, it's it's dangerous. Yeah, I'm, yeah, right. <laughs> what I say is gold, my friend. Yes, okay. Just like anything that's you my read on story, the internet, and right? I'm sticking to it. <laughs> it's the truth the way I see it. But my point is, though, as Pat McAfee mentioned brilliantly, by the way, if they start winning, people will say, yep. "Take command." Just like tighten up. That's the reason they're saying that in Tennessee, because that football team's winning. But I agree with Al Michaels. They're the commies. <laughs> well, they will be if they don't win. It's I just another you. reason to hate Washington football <laughs> team. And, and, and you look at it. Speaking of the NFL Network and good morning at football, Jane Slater will join us coming up at 5 o'clock. John McClain from the Houston Chronicle at 5.30. And a lot to talk about with those two on the NFL level. And probably an unfortunate Unfortunately, not really as much about the Super Bowl. It's all the off-field stuff, the legal process that Brian Flores is taking on the NFL and certain teams. And it's it's going to turn into an ugly he said, she said, because now everybody has responded and, told, and basically said, Brian Flores, that ain't true. John Elway taking the biggest shot at Brian Flores. What I tell you what, Jason, if, if Brian Flores – doesn't have some sort of proof because like you said it's a he said she said thing right now if he doesn't have some kind of proof then man not only is his career might be in the toilet as far as an nfl head coach but he might be facing some lawsuits himself well again john elway said that uh defamatory right yeah i mean he did. and he talked about how john elway they were late to the meeting because they were drinking the night before John Elway said that, you know, they had flown in, had very little sleep to meet the time window that Brian Flores had available. 
I, I just, and again, he said, she said is what it comes down to. That's that's going to be the the unfortunate part. But you look at the basis of what Brian Flores is trying to accomplish. Ultimately, he might, and it might end up costing him his career. He's a young guy. He probably has yeah. 20, 30 more years of coaching left in him. Who knows if we'll see it, although he is still considered a finalist for the Houston Texans job. Which is going to be fascinating when we talk to John McClain and get the latest there as far as what the Texans are going to do because, you know, there's got to be a lot of lot of pressure on the Texans right now with Flores coming out and saying this and it's all a good old boy network and, and uh, you know, nobody wants to hire him because, because he's black. Um, you know, is, does that put some extra pressure on the Texans to uh, – to hire the guy. So it's going to be interesting to see. And then, of course, this lawsuit just kind of muddies the water as well. But, uh, yeah, it's unfortunate for both the Rams and the Bengals that nobody's talking Super Bowl right now. It's all the uh, white noise that's going on around football. Well, again, you know, Tom Brady retires. Yep. And then you have this lawsuit. And the idea of two weeks before the Super Bowl is to build up the Super Bowl. Right. And we're not really getting enough of that. And there's so all. many great storylines with these two organizations, with their paths to get here being very different. And next week, hopefully, a lot of that changes, especially when we get out to Los Angeles next week for our big game coverage brought to you by AA Best Bail Bonds, Texas Cheer Liquor, and Southern Recipe Small Batch Pork Rinds. And you look at focusing more in on the game, but at the same time, these stories are so massive. And, they're not going to go away. And they're, they're not going to go away, even next week during uh, Super Bowl week in Los Angeles. Yeah, you know we're going to be talking to a lot of folks mm-hmm. about what's going on with Brian Flores and, and all of those things. I just want to I just want to mention something, because I mentioned this last night on Twitter, and I, I think it just kind of passed by you. But, um, you know, Rich Dalrymple. Uh-huh. The public relations uh, coordinator or director or whatever his title is, is retiring from that job with the Dallas Cowboys after 32 years. And my point is, is that you got Rich Dalrymple, Tom Brady, and Joe Reinagle. I mean, three greats retiring in the same year. I mean, it's in, it's incredible. You know, the the idea <laughs> that you tweeted that. Hoping for some flowers to come your way. I, I was. Is a reason I let that go. See, it, it, I was going to tweet something like that because you need somebody else to, to throw oh, the flowers your way. You, okay. you, it's like buying yourself roses. No, I didn't want flowers. Yeah, yes, you did. No, no. Yeah, I yeah, just yes, wanted you to did. make the point that, you know, it, at 2022. Who, who is doesn't a, belong on this list? It's a great. <laughs> <laughs> because, you know, they're all retiring. Uh, and not going to work somewhere else. Well, I don't yeah. know. Dalrymple seems like he is. No, he's got grandkids. He's going to go spend time with them. Which is exactly why I'm doing it. Yes. I mean, I'm just hanging out with you because it's fun. Well, I, I, I get that. <laughs> but, you know, it, it's true, though. When I saw that news yesterday, and people do not realize how big Rich Dalrymple and his role with the Dallas Cowboys is and he's been there from the get-go I don't know that he would ever do it but the book that man can write oh my the and and Rich Dalrymple is just one of the coolest dudes he is the the like 
he had appearances on Entourage, right? <laughs> I, I mean, you know, it's not just Jerry, but if you ever needed a professor on crisis management, Rich Dalrymple is your man. He is. You think about the Cowboys White House in the 90s. You, I mean, even Des Bryant, and I can't quote Des's tweet because he said, now who am I going to call to fix my bleep? Um, <laughs> but that's what, I mean, Rich Dalrymple was the fixer. I mean, yeah. Mr. Mr. Spin. Um, and he he tells you in the nicest way, no. He does. You know, for example, when we were in Malibu uh, during training camp at Jerry Jones's party, Jerry was talking to to me and Rob and Rudy, and you know uh, we were we were uh, it was kind of late in the evening. There had been a lot of Johnny Walker uh, consumed <laughs> yes. at, at that point, and. Jerry was talking about how he had been on the uh, on the blitz and enjoyed it and all that kind of stuff. He said, "I need to do more of that." And he said, "Go talk to Rich." Well, Rich is standing right there, and Rich just looks me in the face and says, "Jerry's having a good time, but he's not looking for more things to add to his calendar." <laughs> so, in other words, no, no. <laughs> right, exactly. And 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 Rich really his only guy that he was taking care of was Jerry Jones, yes. basically. Yes, right, and maybe Dak Prescott and Tony Romo and. And, and the big names. And, and Troy. Right? And Troy, yeah. the big names. But, yeah, he came with Jimmy Johnson. I was surprised and, and didn't remember this and, and didn't realize that Dalrymple, well, I guess he was 61, 62 years old, yeah. came when he was 28 years old with Jimmy Johnson because he worked at the University of Miami there. So And, and again, you think about going through some crisis management oh there. Oh, my gosh. But the amount of trust that Jerry Jones has Absolutely. in Rich Dalrymple. I can only imagine what his 401K is like. Oh. And, and again, and I think about, you know, Team PR guys, which, again, most people don't know who they are, but they really are the unsung heroes. They the, are. The, the gatekeepers, the, the fixers and all that. And I think about, like, Tom James with the Spurs. Right, right. Ha- has been with the Spurs since 1973. I kid, but it feels yes, that way. It feels a long time. I, I, I mean, I've been covering the Spurs since the early 90s, and Tom was there. I, I don't know when he actually started with with the Spurs. I should know that. Tom, I know you're listening. You could text me. But, <laughs> but, but, I mean, you look at through everything that Tom James has gone through and seen throughout his time with the Spurs, and – you know, leagues are littered with important behind-the-scenes people like that. And that's why I tweeted last night, people won't understand how big this is, but yeah. this is major. And then, you know, I, I hope for a guy like uh, Joe Trahan, who has moved up the corporate PR ladder with yes. the Cowboys, does he get that seat? I don't know. Scott Agolnik's been there a long time, too, right? Scott's, I always kind of considered Scott more of the second guy, and then Joe Trahan more of the, the corporate Kind of, yeah. Guy, well, you know well, because Trahan moving up the ladder has kind of moved up into yeah. that into that role uh, there, uh, doing both team and there. And I, I love Scotty because Scotty does, you know, uh, all, all the radio guys. Yeah, right? absolutely. And, and so you know, the relationship there has been incredible. Although he didn't go to training camp this year, he stayed he home. Did. I know it. Uh, I know it. But but Trey and and again, stuff with both those guys. Scott grills more than I do, and. You know, it's always fun to go have a beer and a cigar with Trey. Absolutely. Who we'll see you in L.A. next week. Absolutely. I always see those guys at the, uh, what's the place called? The uh, It's not the Dirty Dog. It's the Lucky Dog. or You know the restaurant I'm talking about. I think you got to know it. And, or maybe you don't because you guys are always the, the Dirty Dog Saloon. 
No, it's is not in absolutely. Phoenix. So that the Dirty Dog is a great bar in Phoenix that we go to it during training camp. I always you're, forget you're the mixing name of up this your place. trips. I always forget yes. the name of this place. It's a it's a restaurant. Kind of reminds me of a uh, a BJ's or or something like that. Yeah, right? yeah, it's one of those places where they've got their own draft beer and yeah, yeah. and the food's pretty good too. Anyway, I can't think of the name of it, but yeah, uh, we out always there in Oxnard. In Oxnard, oh, I yeah, know where you are in that little shopping center. Right, right, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, there's yeah. a there's a yard house in there and 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 yeah. this place. Anyway. You always see the Cowboys PR guys in there. And what's nice, when you see those guys in there, all of a sudden you're getting free beer mm-hmm. <laughs> past your way. So that's always nice. But, no, Rich Dalrymple's been great. And it's uh, uh, sad to see him go, but uh, certainly wish him the best. And that's something that everybody's got to pay attention to. Yeah. Because there is no bigger job in sports than the PR guy, the head PR Absolutely. guy of America's team. I no mean, that's, that's the, you know, far bigger than – you know the Knicks or the Lakers or no question. I, I mean, it's without it's a doubt everything that that guy has to deal with because it's not just the Cowboys; it's Jerry Jones mm-hmm. and everything that comes with That's right with Jerry Jones. Cool thing is, you get to ride on a helicopter to work. You know <laughs> exactly. He, he'll, yeah, he'll pick you up. He's in Jerry's pocket all the time because he has to be there to take care of Mr. Jones. That's for sure. Yeah. Uh, other big news today: if you're going to the Spurs game today, you better leave now. Because they, exactly. They changed the start time of the Spurs Heat game to six instead of seven thirty. It's so bizarre that they're changing it because of icy weather. We're playing the Heat. <laughs> I, I, I mean, the the, the irony. The irony. Of that, they are, right? and, and it's a makeup game. Yes, it is. And, it, and you know, I, you have to wonder because I think a lot of folks didn't go to work today. Mm-hmm. So, but if you're planning on going to the game anyway, you know, you go a little bit. It's it'd be interesting to see how many people are there. I wonder if they kind of figured ain't many going to be here anyway. Maybe. I mean, because attendance has been so bad, but, you know, how many people aren't going to go? The only thing I could figure that the idea that uh, they would change it, does it have more to do with making sure that the Heat's plane can leave? That that could be it, but I think, you know, it's going to get really cold tonight, obviously. But I think the rain's over. Now, I'm not a, a weather guy, but I think, according to Bill Taylor yesterday when we had him on, he said the rain was going to end about this time. So that's the good news, right, that there's not going to be any more frozen rain or sleet or snow or anything like that. It's just going to be cold. So I, I, I just think they're playing on the side of caution. Maybe they're talking to the school districts, and they say, you know, this is what you should do. Mm-hmm. If you're not going to cancel the game, Start it early because that's what we would do. Well, or, or you know, and start school late. Uh, <laughs> although I'm seeing TxDOT is apparently closing a lot of the overpasses yeah. and stuff now. And again, because it's wet, because it has rained, and it's going to get colder, that water isn't going to dry and it will turn to ice. It it will. But you know, I, I give TxDOT a lot of credit, and I've been over a couple of overpasses uh, just out and about today, and all of them had sand on them and de-icing stuff. So. Props to those guys who got out and worked hard. They uh, they they certainly did, and and of course, if you're home tonight and you're not watching the Spurs, and now you got to figure out what you're going to watch, especially if you're going to be home tomorrow too. Uh, Joe Reinagle highly recommends the new Sean Payton movie. I do recommend that. I tell you what, Jason, I don't normally do this because you know I work so hard during the day. I get home and and I go right to bed. But liar. last night, last night we watched the uh, new Sean Payton movie. Home Team, I think is what it's called. Uh, Kevin James plays Sean Payton. And, uh, you know, the thing I got out of it, it was a good movie, but 
And I have to believe that most of the things that happen in there are accurate because Sean Payton actually makes a cameo appearance in this thing. But Sean Payton was kind of a jerk. Well, don't you kind of figure that a head football coach is going to have some jerk qualities to I guess, him? man. But I, I didn't I didn't see that coming. Yeah, right. I didn't because right. you see Sean Payton and you see him, and you know he always looks like a pretty cool guy and a guy you might want to hang out with, have so, a beer with. But man, he was some he, coaches you think are just jerks just by looking at them, like say Bill Belichick, Bill or, Belichick, or Nick Saban, type, right? Right? Exactly. Yeah, they kind of look like. And jerks. other ones you'd like to just go have a beer with, right, like, like Mike McCarthy or a Sean Payton, right? Sean, and and maybe Mike McCarthy's a jerk behind the scenes too. I don't know. I mean, but Sean Payton, just some of the things that he did and and some of the. The way it was portrayed in the movie, the way he treated some people, he was just kind of a jerk, and so I was surprised by that. But it's a good movie. It's uh, you know, it's got all the things you would think. It was. It's all about the year he was suspended for Bounty Gate. Remember Bounty Gate? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. And we find out in that movie. I'm not giving anything away that he he doesn't ever deny that. So no. So I think he was a big part of that. I, I, I mean, certainly knew it was happening for sure. You know, turned a blind eye. Yeah. I mean, we'll we'll see. All right. So it's something for you to watch. That's your Michael Jimenez Wednesday you movie go. review on the Blitz on yeah. a Thursday afternoon with Joe. A far better movie review than what we normally get on this. Yeah, absolutely. I think we just got one right now that was far better than anything Jimenez has done because his taste. I worry about him. So I I would give that movie a, a an A. Uh, and a minus B plus somewhere I, in there. I worry Very about nice. that guy's taste, Michael Jimenez, who <laughs> last night tweeted because you can't find anything at H E B. Right. He tweeted that the uh, was it the Calabria Meat Market was open. Calabria Meat Market, yeah. And in his bag, he had Lucky Charms, Cinnamon Toast Crunch, and Funyuns. <laughs> well, what, what else do you need? <laughs> I, I mean, I, I mean. Well, you're going to hunker down for the long haul, and you got two bags of chips and some cereal and some bread. That's all you need. I, yeah, did all, he have some milk in all, there? But, but all we hear about is, I'm working hard, I'm going to CrossFit, I'm trying to lose weight, and I'm playing ring toss with Funyuns at night, I guess. I, I don't know. I mean, what the hell was that? Love Michael Jimenez, but he is a, he's a funny guy. He is. He is a funny guy. He is. So. But I, I would love to do a movie review with him. I just don't know if, I can, if I'd be able to keep my cool. When he starts Joe bashing Cole. one of the movies that that I cherish, like Scarface, and you know, just I I, I get a little you upset. S- you speak it into the existence. You're going to have to come to work early on Wednesday. That's okay. I, I, I mean, they, they, you know, just to beat him up a well, little. Well, you know, Rudy Jay's doing that, and and Rudy's such a nice guy mm-hmm. that he lets Michael get away with a lot of stuff. Well, I mean, so uh, I mean. He needs all the help he can get with these movie reviews, so maybe maybe you and Rudy just need to show up and take over. <laughs> I mean, it, it could certainly happen. It is the Blitz here on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250 and 103.3 FM. You want to be a part of the show? Let us know how you're doing, if you got electricity, how the roads are as you're passing through. It's community effort time on the Kia Bossa Bacon phone lines, 210-656-ESPN, 656-3776. On Twitter, he is at Joe Kent's five. You can tweet at me at Jason Minix. The play is in. The Blitz with Joe Reinagle and Jason Minix. ESPN 1250 and 1033 FM. It is the Blitz here on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250, 103.3 FM. He is Joe Reinagle. I'm Jason Minix. That's some old school 
stuff right there. I couldn't tell you who it is, but <laughs> you just it's know like, it. Come, sounded old. Come and get your, come and get my love or your love. What is it, Pledge? It's Redbone. Right. It's come and get your love. Come and get your love. Well, it, I mean, it's, I recognize that. Oh, absolutely. You know the the the, the stakes over there, man. I Ooh. got a couple of porterhouses and a T-bone that Ryan Eagle picked up earlier today over at Tri County Meat Market. Going to put those on the grill here in a little while. I like the way you you said that too. You text me and said, "Hey, why don't you stop by and get those?" <laughs> you know, I'm standing in line and waiting for them to be cut, and I'm like, "Damn, Minix, uh, that was pretty damn smart." <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> well, I had to go pick up the steaks. They weren't paid for. I figured you might have called down and said, "Hey, do this. Ryan will be there. Let me pay you for him." Oh, is that what you were thinking? Well, I did. <laughs> You know, I was figuring out how I was going to get dinner today because I ain't leaving the house. It's too cold. But I'll go stand over a grill. Oh, yeah. No, and your flip-flops and shorts. Oh, well, I mean, it's the beauty of having a Traeger. Absolutely. Once I get it going, I just check the app and I'm good to go. You got anything on your grill? If you've been grilling over the last couple of days, we're giving away a $50 gift card to Tri-County Meat Market about 6 o'clock today, grilling with the Blitz. Upload those photos of your meat to sasportstar.com. We will. Why are you laughing? And we will give that. <laughs> the bigger, the better. We will give that away a little bit later. <laughs> Woo! Hey, speaking of meat, uh huh. Jerry Jones is at the Senior Bowl. That was a bad segue. I, it was. <laughs> but he is. He is. He is. Yes. Um. And you know. He talked for, I don't know, 40 minutes today. Uh, one question. <laughs> and, yeah, it, it does feel like it was one question. And I realized, and I got to thinking as we, we, you know, not that you and I sifted through all the audio or as Pledger says, I called it through all the audio. Um, <laughs> as, as, as Pledger was calling through all the audio. I, it is sponsored by Reese's, right? Now, I don't know how many peanut butter cups Jerry had before he went and spoke to the media. But he was having trouble speaking, I think, today, finding the right words. But if he would be eating, you know, three or four peanut butter cups, I can understand sometimes when you eat something like that, it's it's a little bit harder to talk. Because I have no idea, with some of the answers that he gave, what the hell he was talking about or even what he was trying to say. For example, Mike McCarthy had said something along the lines that he was going to be a little bit more involved in the offense. Yes, he did. That, that's that's what we heard from the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys. Yes. So Jerry was asked about McCarthy being more involved with the offense, with with play calling. If you could figure out what the hell Jerry is saying here, please tweet us at Joe Kens Five at Jason Minutes. I would expect Mike to have influenced, but not uh, uh, basically uh, uh, intruded. Yeah. Uh, and so th- that is uh, that's always that's the uh, that's the experienced with uh, the uh, uh, bright idea inexperienced and that combination. Mike is excellent at this. He has excellent skills. He has excellent communication skills. Uh, he has the right demeanor. He is uh, in the, what he's interested in is the best interest of our success. And then he's not interested in not having any. Uh, assistant coach or coordinator grow or be recognized for his skills and so that's a fine line it's a mouthful yeah, uh, but uh, the ones that work at the best uh, it's, there's a time to be stubborn there's a time to say let's let's know and that's what head coach means 
but there's also a time to uh, well, let's, uh, to open your mind and uh, that's what we're getting here and uh, I've, I've uh, 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 uh. so Jerry he was asked is McCarthy going to take more control of the offense did you get an answer well, the one part, if you listen closely, he said that Mike McCarthy is not interested in helping an assistant learn or grow. Is that – did I, you catch I, that? I, no, I think he is. He's not, not interested in that. He's not. You know, he he, he – um, uh, I, I mean, it, it, it's very careful because you got to understand the beginning. I would expect Mike to have influenced but not uh, uh, basically uh, uh, intruded. So you can offer some suggestions, but if they don't listen to the suggestion, that's okay? Don't intrude. Don't intrude. Right. But offer suggestions. That, it, that's kind of what I, I get. I, I, I mean, but, you know, his role is a little different then, and then you got experience and non-experience. Well, that's what he's in the other part. I mean, without he almost called Kellen Moore the Wonder Boy, but he's young. Yeah, I think I heard that in there. Well, something experience. Now, right. the, one thing that Jerry did say that, and take this how you want to take it, and we'll talk about how I took it, how you take it, Joe Reinagle. If you guys want to chime in, six five six ESPN six five six three seven at seven six. Jerry says that they have to be able to adjust week to week. Yes. I'm not sure what he means by this, but this is pretty damning on all the coaches on the staff, starting with Mike McCarthy. What I'm mainly interested in is our ability to adjust. We, uh, it is incumbent on us not to wait until installations in the off-season or wait until the off-season to adjust. Uh, the, season is, uh, uh, the, the, uh, the season is a marathon. Uh, it's a season of adjustment. Uh, you can be playing good, playing bad, playing good, playing bad, and then play good and win the Super Bowl. Okay. And uh, that's what we're into here. It's months long. Interpret Jerry Jones. It's months long. You can be good. You can be bad. You can be good. No, and I didn't then you say can be bad. Him. I said. And then you get. Well, I'm just trying to process <laughs> it in my in my brain. Um, Jerry's saying the way I interpret it is: you need to make adjustments throughout the season, not go through the season and then make adjustments in the off season. Now he said something similar to that after the Cowboys were knocked out of the playoffs. But why doesn't he say this to, to Mike McCarthy during the season? Oh, or it, Kellen Moore or somebody? I would like to think that he does. But he certainly didn't talk about any of this during the season to the media. No, and, and, and that's certainly understandable. Jerry, we like to think Jerry's just an open book and tells us everything. And there are times where I feel like, I don't know if Jerry should have told us that. But, <laughs> but there's obviously a lot of things he doesn't tell us. But what I take from that, is they get to training camp. They spend the offseason. This is what we are going to do. And, damn it, that is what they do for the entire season. And then they have their retreat or whatever it is they do and do their self-scouting and say, well, that didn't work. We'll get rid of that. That won't be back next year. This won't be back next year. It's like they built the house for the season, and they won't remodel it. That's a, that's a great way to look at it. It's a great analogy. And – in, in today's NFL especially, 
that doesn't work. No. And it just doesn't seem like everybody else does that because I mean, we've seen in the playoff games, for example, the Cincinnati Bengals against the Kansas City Chiefs, I mean, they remodeled at halftime, mm-hmm. and it was beautiful. And so, yeah, I mean, you've got to be able to do that. And I just wonder, you know, if Jerry's sitting there saying what he's saying today, if he told Mike McCarthy that during the season, Mike McCarthy just blew him off because they never adjusted. They never did it, no matter what was going on. Or whatever their adjustments were, they didn't vary enough off of what the original plan was. And people got hurt. They just plugged people in and tried to do the same thing. Now, I always thought, going back to when we were in Oxnard, Pollard was going to be a bigger part of the offense. Yeah, and, he should and, be. And he wasn't. You know, but it, it is the ability to self-scout during the year but then use that information. i got to believe, like every team, they do self-scout. They watch the film. They grade the film. They know what they've done. But if they try to say, okay, well, we sucked this week at this, let's do better next week, that can't be the answer. No, but, you, you know, there are things that you wonder what's going on behind the scenes. And, and just the example that you brought up with uh, with Tony Pollard, and Zeke Elliott. We know toward the end of the season, Elliott was hurt, mm-hmm. right? Or we found that out after the Cowboys were knocked out of the playoffs. So why was Pollard not a part of that? Is that trying to respect Zeke Elliott? Mm-hmm. And he's saying he can go, so he's our guy and we're going to go with him? Or is it something else? I mean, it's, because it doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Well, it doesn't, but what, what he said there at the end of that you know you're good, you're bad, you're good, you're bad, you're, you're you're good, you're bad. But at the end, you can get on a roll and win a Super Bowl. And you look at Matt Stafford. I mean, you look at at the Rams started three and one, then they lost three in a row in the middle of the season. They blew a big lead in the final game of the season, but they've righted the ship, have won three straight, and now they're playing in the Super Bowl. The Cincinnati Bengals won a couple, lost won a couple, lost a couple. One it was that their season the entire way. I mean, my God, this is a team playing in the Super Bowl that lost back to back weeks to the New York Jets and the Cleveland Browns. <laughs> yet they made adjustments and now they're playing in the Super Bowl. Absolutely, and again, as I mentioned, they make adjustments in the game, mm-hmm. and and that's what you uh, that's what you got to look. I'm I'm not a head football coach in the NFL, but I've certainly seen it done. You've seen it done with other teams, with other coaches that make those halftime adjustments. And that may not I'm not saying you go in and, and draw up the entire game plan, but you tweak here and there. Yes. Just like the Bengals did against the Chiefs. It worked to perfection. And you just don't see that from Mike McCarthy and his staff. You don't. It's the Blitz here on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM twelve fifty, one oh three point three FM. Man, there are some bizarre stories coming out of Beijing as the Olympics <laughs> are, are about to start. We'll talk about some of those coming up. Jane Slater will join us at 5 o'clock. Hey, guys, it's Rudy J. Your home for sports talk is right here on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN 1250 and 103.3 FM. It is the Blitz here on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250, 103.3 FM. He is Joe Reinagle. I'm Jason Minutes. James Pledger producing as always. Rudy J with nothing to do but sit on his porch, smoke a cigar, and watch us on Facebook Live chiming in. That's nice. I'm glad that Rudy's listening. Absolutely. He's always listening. Yeah, well, I listen to them as I, well. I know. I, in fact, half my show prep 
comes from what they're saying in the morning. Good Lord, that's the problem, huh? <laughs> nah, those guys are great, man. If you haven't checked out R&R in the morning, you need to do so. They, uh, they're they awesome. Uh, that that they are. Um, and, you know, they'll, they'll talk about this story tomorrow. Because he... See, Rudy listens in the afternoon, so he knows what to talk so about. So he's getting his show prepped tomorrow tonight. morning. I see. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, although I, I wonder if – are they going to work tomorrow? I doubt it. They're going to have another work-from-home day? I would assume that to be the case, but I don't know that for sure. Are we? I don't know. Because <laughs> you can pick up the stakes tomorrow night. I'll pick up – look, I, <laughs> I mean, Ryan Eagle went to Tri-County on his way over to the house, which is not really on the way, but kind of, sort of. No, nah, it's he, not at all if he, way, he, Well, if you take the long way. Well, it depends, right? I, I mean, well, not really. No, it was out of the way, but he's like, dude, uh, you know, he gives me a lot of crap because – even though he's eaten my barbecue, he said, I've never seen you cook it, so I don't really know if it's yours. Yeah, so you go sure. buy the steaks. They're sitting over there right now. They are, and they look beautiful right now, so don't mess them up. I, I, I will do my best, sir. <laughs> Last thing I ever want to do is ruin a good steak. No. Although, if we were over in Beijing right now, I'd probably have to put on a hazmat suit to serve it to you. Absolutely you would. I, I, <laughs> Olympic bartenders have to wear full hazmat suits to serve the Olympic athletes. Okay, why are the Olympic athletes at a bar? Well, they have a bar inside the village. Oh, like for <laughs> alcohol? Yeah. Oh. Well, I, 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 well, I, I mean, I, that I seems kind of weird to me, right? I mean, aren't they competing? Well, I mean, after you're done, you still stay in the Olympic Village. There is, oh. there, there, there's, there's probably more sex happening in the Olympic Village than in a college campus. Wow. Uh, well, that's, I mean, they, they hand out bowls and bowls of condoms, right? They're, they're all over <laughs> every <laughs> Olympic Village. Wow. You didn't know that? I did not. Dude, when I was in the Navy, you'd find various ports that you would go to, and as you were leaving the ship, basically there was a punch bowl there that you, you would just take whatever you felt like you were going to need, right? I mean, they they were just you know protect yourself, uh, go have fun, protect yourself. We're in the navy. I understand that. Well, uh, the Olympic Village, you got nothing but a lot of young, fit, yeah, athletes. Right, right, and people from other countries. Yes. So why not? Right. Oh, I see so, where you're going. You know, and, and, yeah. and once you're done with your your events, you got to go drink. You're going to go do what you do. I mean, you you got to mix in a carb or two because you've been training for so long. Now you've done, you've meddled, or you haven't, and you, and you're going to a bar. The point is, they're so worried about COVID over there. They've created a bubble to the point that the waiters have to be in hazmat suits. I, why, why don't they just take the staff, have them all tested, bubble them up? At least it feels normal. I think it would be very odd to have the person coming over to give me whatever it is I have ordered wearing a hazmat suit. Yeah, is it radioactive? Uh, yeah. <laughs> is that why well, you're giving it to me? I mean, there, there's that. I mean, they've got the full PPE yeah. on like you're in the ICU. Right. It, it, ju it just doesn't make sense. The other thing they've done is they have you ever you, know, you just got back from Vegas although uh, in, in the uh, across from Bellagio they've got that miracle mile right? right yep and i forget that um that bar the PBR bar that's right across the street there uh you go into the miracle mile they've got that bar in there where the robot will make your drink right you you pay a lot of money 
to wait for a while to watch a robot mix your drink. Right. But it is kind of cool because it goes yeah. and it gets the bottle and right. mix it all. But it's a $15 drink that should be five. Well, they're right? all $15 drinks in Vegas. Well, maybe your drinks. But, <laughs> you know, I, I mean, I, I was there with a bunch of 21-year-olds as my daughter was celebrating her birthday. They were all ordering Malibu and Sprite. That's not a $15 drink, but it is if a robot makes it for you. You, you see in, what in I mean? The, in the sports book in, at Bellagio, it is. Well, yeah, but and you that, had the table. And, right, you, know, okay. you had to hit a minimum. Right. So, yeah, they're going to they're gonna make sure you get to your minimum faster, and then hopefully go over. But <laughs> And they've added these robots in, too. So your waiter is either a robot or it's in a hazmat suit at the Olympics. I'd rather have a robot, wouldn't you? As opposed to somebody coming up in a hazmat suit, yeah. that just that just makes me nervous. Well, and it's China too. You would think. I mean, don't they have robots in China? No, I'm sure they made them. I'm sure they did. Yeah. So yeah, I'd much rather have that. Well, obviously, it's about all about the publicity, right? They don't want a big outbreak of COVID sure. in the Olympic Village. I mean, that would not look good for anybody. I, I I totally get that, understand that, but if you're trying to create the bubble. Shouldn't the people that are also working in the bubble be vaccinated and tested negative and all that kind of stuff? I mean, there's one. Well, I'm sure they are. Kind of uh, sad yet scary story. I mean, you know, you were talking about when you were in Mexico, you had to test before you could leave. Yeah, and, right. if, and if you tested positive, you know, they whisk you away somewhere. Right, right. Well, that's what they're doing with these athletes. There's one athlete whose video has gone viral because they, they're keeping her in isolation. Yep. She has had several negative tests, but she had that one positive, but all the following tests. So it's a false positive. You're in isolation, and she is going nuts in that isolation. Yeah, she was crying. Crying on that video. Well, because they they came and got her, so she thought she was going to get to go back to the village and be around people again, and they just took her to a different isolation spot. (laughs) It's it's bizarre. And and, and look, that's what scares me about the Olympics in China. I mean, it really does. Mm-hmm. It, it scares me. In my, it shouldn't be there anyway. That's just my opinion. It should be somewhere else. Um, but that's what scares me. Because as a United States athlete or, or anybody else, I mean, you really have no control over what the government is going to do to you if you test positive for COVID or get out of line at all. I mean, so that's a scary thing, just about going over there. I mean, you talk about minding your P's and Q's. Mm-hmm. Gee whiz, I'd be a choir boy if i was an olympic athlete you always no are. condoms for me pal you don't risk it huh no i would i would not even you say that you are so <laughs> full of i want to get back to that because you think you think it's just condoms or maybe there's a hazmat suit in there with a hole Stop. <laughs> i'll let that one go <laughs> would defeat the purpose though well not necessarily i mean if there's a hole, it's defeated the purpose of I'm the hazmat saying, suit. Just depends on how. I don't drunk. know what your fetishes are, but that, I'm just that saying, seems a little random to me. It just depends on how drunk you get and how good. Yeah, I'm with you. That person over there I, looks. I, I'm with you. Uh, and yeah. you might need a few drinks if somebody's from Romania or. I don't know. You know, I mean. No offense to anybody. Yeah, yeah, uh, the, uh, all offense. The that Romanian female weightlifter. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> who might not be a female. Yeah. Oh, here we go. Here we go. They test for that too. Yes, they do. Jane Slater from the NFL Network somehow has to follow this conversation. Yes, I'm she sorry, joins Jane. us next here on the Blitz. Joe Reinager, Jason Minix, the Blitz.
It is the Blitz here on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250 and 103.3 FM. He is Joe Reinagle. I'm Jason Minix from the Minix Kitchen Studio because of the ice day. Ice day, right? Yeah. It's cold outside, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, what snow day? There was no snow, at least around here, right? I think up in the hill country there might have been. I see some icicles out there on your bushes, but... Uh, other than that, it's really just cold. It, it is. It is cold. It is nasty in the state of Texas. Our good friend Jane Slater from the NFL Network left the cold of Texas to go to the cold of New York City. And somehow <laughs> I think it might be colder here than there. It is, actually. That is factually accurate. Uh, they got their big snowstorm last week. Um, but I was out and about today doing some meetings, and I was I, I didn't need my coat. That's how much warmer it is here. So wow. I'm looking. I'm looking. I've been following the news because you guys have been following the journey that has been my new home. And now that I've got hot water that apparently turned on on Wednesday after I left because I did not have a shower for a week, uh, I'm just sitting here monitoring my cameras, praying that the pipes aren't going to burst while I'm gone. Wow. Now, so you you didn't like leave them running or have somebody that can go in there and do that for you. I didn't. So what I did do, my 70-year-old retired father, he came over there and turned the water off to the house, and then we left uh, the faucets dripping. Uh, or There's no water coming to the house, but we left them on. Um, and then I've been keeping the heat on at about 72 while I'm gone, just praying for the best. Well, that's awesome, Jane. I mean, see, you're, you're getting the hang of this homeowner thing real quick. I, you know, it's funny. My girlfriends uh, that navigate this business with newborn children or even dogs, for that matter, I've been pretty, you know, uh, commitment-free for uh, most of my adult life and prepping the house and covering the plants. I felt like I was getting childcare for my home before I left. So I sympathize <laughs> with all of you doing the work-life balance now. It is so incredible. And then, you know, like Ryan Engel's question, Joe's question, my question, you know, the girl dad and us coming out. Well, did you do, did you leave the water running? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> they did. Yeah. So, so, I mean, Jane, you know, I've got a daughter that's 23. Ryan Engel yeah. has five daughters. Yes. Oh, five. my God. What did you do in your high school years to necessitate the universe getting you back? I can't say I it on the I can't say it on the radio, Jane. So I'll, 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 the book will be coming out soon. Exactly. I hear it's a page turner. Uh, yeah, you know, it's very similar to the book that we're going to get with these Brian Flores lawsuits, which you oh, know wow. you think about. Uh, you know, old man and texting problems. I mean, this all kind of starts with a Bill Belichick texting the wrong Brian in his phone. Uh, you're up there in New York at the NFL Network Studios. What are you hearing about this major story? Instead of getting everybody ready for the Super Bowl, we are spending more time talking about lawsuits. I mean, look, it's a big deal. And, you know, I think the NFL being really mindful with how we talk about it, how we cover it, and not to say that as a media entity we're not, because if you've been watching all of our coverage, I mean, it's led every single show, uh, from the morning show to the podcast to uh, total access. But, you know, as, as you had brought up, I mean, it's just this interesting footnote that Bill Belichick is sort of the smoking gun in this, because he accidentally sent a text to the wrong Bill, and how many of us have accidentally 
sent the wrong text message and gone, oh. And it, for me, it was, I effed up, and then it was, BB. <laughs> like, you, know you know that Simpsons meme of when they walk in the door and it's like, doo-doo-doo, walk out? That's what it felt like to me. Um, uh, I, you know, they brought up an interesting point on, on NFL Network. Steve Weish is one of my colleagues uh, who has done a lot of stuff with, you know, the historically black colleges and um, a lot of and interviewed a lot of these coaches and is very well versed in the Rooney rule and Colin Kaepernick go down the list. Uh, but he said, ultimately a lot of change in corporations, whether it be NFL or not, are typically necessitated uh, as a result of lawsuits. And I, I don't know what the answer is, right? Like, I don't know, you know, independent of removing names from resumes, uh, in all of our line of work, how you make sure that the hiring process is fair, that it's diverse, that the resume matches the talent. Um, because you do have to address the diversity issue. And when you look at our, I think it's 80% uh, of the league is, you know, African-American males. And, you know, the executives and the ownership really aren't in alignment with that. And so I think that there's always no different than being a female covering the league, right? Like, I don't have that many bosses that look like me. Um, but I would submit that I've got some really dynamic bosses where, that don't necessarily make me feel like I'm at a disadvantage because of. Um, but this is a situation where, you know, they're going to work through the legalese. Um, you know, can you prove this? Is it an optics thing that they address? Uh, it's hard to say. There's a lot of people weighing in a lot of opinions on this, and it's not that I'm sidestepping for fear of, you know, fear of retribution from my network, et cetera. It's just I feel like we're so quick to want to di digest and uh, give perspective on things without having the full totality of, it, of the information. But I don't think it's a shock to some people that, that they feel this way, and you know, I even look at the Cowboys when they interviewed Marvin Lewis. Like, that was sort of in and out, right? And then they hired Mike McCarthy uh, the last day. So, you know, a lot of these teams have – Chris Richard has expressed frustration to me in the past, you know, with the same things. And so, again, I think it's, it goes back to how do you prove that? In other words, how do you prove – how do any of us prove that we're better – than this person because in my own field it is very subjective in other words i have one boss who thinks i'm great and another boss who thinks that i'm not and i know that you guys feel that even in the radio industry and you know it is a small fraternity slash sorority and a lot of these any and a lot of these jobs uh that it's tricky to get uh employment of and you know it is sort of the i help my friend i mean again going back and pulling the cowboys in mike mccarthy hired a lot of his guys you know, the Mike Nolans, the Jim Tom Sulas, and were they the best guys for the job? Well, last year it proved that they weren't. Um, so, yeah, it, it's tricky to sort of weigh in here, but I, I think Brian Flores coming forward, um, the next question is going to be who is going to join him? Is it going to be any current coaches who feel that way, past coaches? I think this thing's going to be very interesting, but to your point, him dropping it the way that he did going on all of these shows this week. I mean, we're not just talking sports shows. I mean, he was on the morning talk shows. And so it's even people that aren't well versed in football and the comings and goings, you know, it's, 
I mean, it's now a topic, you know, at the dinner table and at the water cooler that people are discussing. So really, really interesting and, and obviously been top of mind this week. Well, you know, Jane, that is, uh, you know, disturbing in itself when you're talking about the racial aspect of all of this. But what to me is also disturbing is the claims of throwing games, being paid to lose games. Now, Hugh Jackson has come out saying the same thing about the Cleveland Browns that Brian Flores is saying about the Miami Dolphins. And, And to me, that really goes to the integrity of the game in the NFL. Well, and you know what's going to be interesting about this, and I might be stepping in it here a little bit, but, you know, with Bounty Gate, the frustration was not only, you know, the health and safety of the players, but also the integrity of the game, right? And you saw what the punishment was for Sean Payton for that uh, with Bounty Gate. Uh, so how do you punish the league's owners? I mean, the the most severe punishment we essentially fall in this league with Jerry Richardson following the claims of racism in the you know, Carolina Panthers. Um, but how do you punish the owners when Roger Goodell works for the owners? Mm-hmm. And, how, and how many owners are going to come forward and vote against another owner for fear their own skeletons come out of the closet? It's, that's why I think this whole thing is really interesting and dynamic, and it's. I think I've also got to be careful uh, with what I say here. Again, going back to just not having all of the knowledge of it and, and keeping up with it the same as, as those of you that are following the storyline. Uh, it's just there's a lot of there's a lot of layers here and a lot of things to unpack. Uh, there is, and it, it's hard when you think about it as we visit with Jane Slater from the NFL Network here on the Blitz, punishing. Coaches, um, you know, if you if you gave them some sort of side bonus, there is no salary cap for coaches. Where with Bounty Gate, you know, you were circumventing the salary cap. So I don't know what punishment other than you know you look at the integrity of the game. Do you take away draft picks? But like you said, you know, it, it's the owners that that you know or the organization. I don't know how Roger Goodell deals with that. I'm sure that this is not what Roger Goodell was hoping we'd all be talking about as we get ready for a Super Bowl in Los Angeles with two great teams with uh, or two uh, two teams full of great storylines. Probably a better way to say it. And yet another team hoping a, hosting a Super Bowl at home only the second time in you know the last two years. Um, that's fascinating. And it, you know you've got you know the quarterback from Dallas who's you know spent all those years in Detroit, wasn't able to get it done, spends one year uh, with the Rams. You've got one of the oldest offensive linemen in the game, and Andrew Whitworth uh, playing in this one. Cooper Cup, like what an incredible year for him. And then when you look on the other side, the Bengals, I mean, everyone knocked them. Like, should you have taken Jamar Chase and invested in your offensive line instead? And, you know, they went all in on a lot of these guys. And look how it's, you know, it's played out, and it just, yeah, there's so many intriguing guys. Odell Beckham Jr. to have left Cleveland the way that he did and now be, you know, looking at possibly hoisting up a Lombardi trophy uh, next Sunday. So, yeah, I mean, there's so many interesting storylines with this. And, you know, being that our I haven't even been to our brand-new NFL Network studios, which are rather impressive. I've seen the markups for years. Um, but I'm getting to see it for the first time next week, and there is so much excitement just building – in LA to be able to host it there. And, and even when we had some of the uncertainty heading into this, you know, just a couple of months ago, like, is this going to happen in LA uh, with the results of COVID? And then, 
the halftime show is going to be iconic with guys like Snoop Dogg and Mary J. Blige. I mean, it's, it's going to be a fun one. But, yes, I wouldn't say that the Flora thing put a damper on things because I think that that would be unfair to Brian Flores' claims and how he has felt about the situation. But, you know, it's definitely going to be something that we're going to be talking about next week. But I, I still think that, you know, everyone's excited about the Super Bowl, the matchup, and, and where it's taking place. Jane, before we let you go, the other big story in the NFL yesterday was the reveal of Washington football team's new name, <laughs> where they stole the name of the San Antonio Commanders of the Old Alliance League, which was an incredible 53-day run. It, within your circles, in your text groups, uh, the fact that they're going commies, what, what was the reaction to the team name for, for the NFL Network types? I would say it was anticlimactic. Uh I can't tell you how long and how hard it was for two things. Getting the, the L.A. Chargers for the longest time, I mean, I it was so hard for me to call them the L.A. Chargers. That was mm-hmm. that took a minute. <laughs> and then it took a minute for me to figure out, you know, Las Vegas Raiders, right? Because it's just sort of ingrained in your brain. And then with Washington having, you know, cover them twice, twice a year uh, during the season – I sort of got used to the Washington football team. I actually didn't mind it at all. And then they come out with the commanders, and you're sort of like, <laughs> it's like climatic. I don't know. That's just that's my personal preference uh, or my personal opinion on it. And I think some, like I said, that, that covered it, we are sort of texting and going, commanders, huh, okay. Uh, I think the uniforms are pretty neat. Like I like, uh, I like the stars on the side. It's sort of that homage to – uh, the military there in, in Washington. But like I said, I'd sort of gotten used to the Washington football team. Uh, so, yeah, a little anticlimactic for me, I guess. And the fact that it had already sort of been leaked because they had found the domain and the guy behind the rebranding typically is the one that buys the domains. And so we had already heard rumblings it was commanders. Uh, so, again, anticlimactic for that as well. Well, Jane, i got to tell you, you're way ahead of me because I still say San Diego Chargers. I can't help it. I've been saying it for so many years. It's San Diego Chargers to me. It's tough for me to make that transition. I know. I've gotten really close to uh, – I love the Spanos family who owns uh, the Chargers. And I remember I was, like, texting him something. I was like, hey, uh, I've got San Diego this week. And then he goes, Jane, L.A., L.A., L.A. And I'm like, oh, yeah. Like wrong guy to say that to. It just says to them that their you know their marketing efforts uh, haven't been great. Although I did love the color change and the whole bolt up. I mean, I honestly do love that powder blue and and the bolt, but that's just me. It's good stuff. James <laughs> Slater from the NFL Network in New York. Now we'll see you in LA next week at the Super Bowl. Jane, always great catching up with you. Great catching up with you guys. Thanks for having me on. Follow her on Twitter, Absolutely. at Slater NFL. Always good stuff with Jane. You know, and and it's so true when you think about the, the San Diego Chargers yeah. or the Oakland Raiders or 94.5 versus 103.3. Right. I, I mean, there are certain things that get ingrained in you that when you go through a rebrand, it, it it's tough to do. I just, you know, and I know I'm a, a, a commander's homie, homer because of the San Antonio commander. So, right, right. Like, like I don't know if I would have liked any name they picked, although I really wanted Red Tails. I thought that would have been, that been a, cool. a really cool name. It was too expensive, right? Yeah. Is that the story? Yeah, little Danny Snyder can't afford to buy some guy out because he's got a website. Well, Stupid. he may be paying out a lot of money with, in settlements. <laughs> he's got a lot of money going out to settlements. <laughs> um, um, 
about to make a joke that probably get me in trouble, so I won't. But, yeah, well, that's uh, good. Um, yeah. But uh, you you look at, <laughs> can you gear yourself up for the big Cowboys-Commanders game? Yeah, no. No. And, and I'm with Jane. Almost, Washington football team, just keep it that way. I We might ask him next week, or it might be old news by then. But even the moose, Daryl Johnston, texted me and said, what was wrong with just keeping it Washington football right, team? Right, exactly. After two years, so many people had gotten used to it. Really had. And if they would have come out with a new nickname almost right away, but that's like if, if if you go down and you you know you you go to the pound and you adopt a new dog and you call them no name for a while because you can't figure out the name. Eventually, the thing is called no name, right? I've I, never I mean, had that problem before. <laughs> Obviously, that's a problem you've had. No, <laughs> yeah, I have a little girl. That's why I have a dog named Princess. That's I mean, what I'm saying. I but, mean, usually it's the kids that name the dog. I've never had a no name dog. All right. So I, I mean, you, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, but at some point, that's what it becomes. Right? Uh, we are San Antonio sports star. Right. Eventually, we're just going to be the star. Right. right. I, I mean, right. you know, right now, because it's still kind of new, we say San Antonio sports star. But eventually, James Pledge is going to get to the point where he just answers the phone, the star. Right. And people might get confused, think we're calling Jerry Jones and Frisco, but we're just going to be the star. Right. Is that what that, that, I mean, that would sound like we're at the star in Frisco. Ooh, we're all wrapped in the star because of the Dallas Cowboys. Is that so, what it is? So, so, <laughs> so why not? Are we going to be the San Antonio star? Do we drop sports or do we just call ourselves sports star? But it all starts with the producer that answers the phone. I like the star. That, that's good. I, I vote for that. I know I'm still at the kids' table with Jimenez, but I vote for the star. Well, but again, though, I mean, eventually, you know, we will, we will, once we figure out 103.3, then it, you know, I've got that down. Are you sure? I've got it. You down. You never figured out ninety four five. Exactly. Well, I knew we were changing. So, and one, it just sounds classier. One zero three three. Bam. But you sound like you're doing it in your jazz voice, like you're you're the jazz it DJ. It does kind of sound like that, right? One zero three three. But you're three tails off at the end. We're spinning the discs <laughs> here. One zero three three. You never did radio. Did I you? never did. No, yeah, not, you, not, not like that. Not, no. not music. Not radio. music. You, radio, you, were, you were never, never DJ Joey. Joey Joe. I worked at Kiss Radio overnights for about three months when I first really? started. Yes, and it was uh, it was so much fun. It was it was just a a weekend gig. But and they a, they let you go on there as Ryan Eagle? No, I don't remember what I was because I didn't talk much. I mean, it's more like pushing buttons, and, uh-huh. and so there was not a lot of talking. But you get a lot of good phone calls at three o'clock in the morning on a Sunday morning. Overnight radio, and the people that call stations at yes. two, three, four o'clock in the morning. There, it's a shame that most radio stations no longer man those hours <laughs> with live bodies. But there, there were. Um, well, hell, that's how I met my wife. What, she called you? No, she didn't. <laughs> um, I was doing overnights, and a friend of mine that was in my English class at SAT called me and said, I'm at a party that's kind of lame. Uh, can you play some music? And I said, well, bring me a beer and something to eat, and you guys can play what you want. And his now wife was uh, working with Joanna at, at the hospital. Uh, they were at Santa Rosa at the time. And so all these people show up at the radio station in the middle of the night, and we start playing music, and 
It's like, what do you want to hear? What do you want to hear? So I played her. She said she didn't care. So I played her the Scorpions. Tease me, please me. <laughs> and I really, I wanted to, to go out with a friend, but a friend was leaving the next day for Nebraska. So I went out with her, and she hadn't gone home yet. Wow. Yeah. That's great. Does she know that you really wanted to go out with her friend? Yeah, she tells the story far better than I do. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah, she is a saint. I yeah, will tell that, you that. I mean, but uh, but yeah, and that that wouldn't happen today because most radio stations are automated in the middle of the night. That's right. In fact, when I because I left KZEP when it was Classic Rock one hundred four point okay, five yeah. to go to KJ because they paid a dollar more an hour, and Kevin Brock took the job over at at KZEP. And he and I used to be on the phone together in the middle of the night laughing at the other people that were calling because the difference in middle-of-the-night calls to a classic rock station versus a country station are night and day. Absolutely. I, I mean, sure. it was yeah. just, just comical. Well, it was fun, I'll tell you that. That was the best part of that job was answering the phone <laughs> about 3 o'clock in the morning and, and trying to understand the person on the other end. But you got dates. Well, I mean... Look, that, when you're in college, those are dates. <laughs> There's potential there. Hey, I look forward to it, actually. It was it was actually fun to answer the phones, because that's about all I did, and pushed buttons. And that was the great... And talk every now and then. Yeah, that was, that was the great part about KZEP, because, you know, KISS is over there off I-10, or yes. at the time over on 410, right, but in a big office yeah. building. KZEP had a studio down underneath the bridge downtown on 9th Street. Oh, so wow. So if somebody was showing up at the radio station in the middle of the night, there were cameras on the front door. So... If they didn't look how they sounded, you just didn't go answer the door. Yeah. I mean, it was, and there was no cell phones back then, so they couldn't call you forever. Hey, uh, that's a good question by Vince there. Vince, the stakes aren't on yet. It, it's all about the timing. You know, they're out, they're, they're getting up to room temperature. I've got to go do the cold weather start on the Traeger here in a little bit. <laughs> and then we are going to get some stakes going. Because Ryan Eagle showed up with food. If he's going to do did. that show at the house, this is what he's going to do. Uncooked food. Uncooked food. Uncooked you, food. You went to the store. You bought it. You brought it over. And you did. Everybody that's listening, just remember that. I bought dinner tonight. But I'm doing the cooking. Well, what difference does that make? I'll, I'll let you know if it was worth it or not <laughs> after I eat the finished product. Somehow, I, I, I think Maggie might give me a more honest answer. She might. She, yeah. she might. You're going to, you know, it's kind of like the commander's name change. No matter what they do, everybody was going to bash it. You're a Washington fan. Uh, no, no, that I am not. Jason Minix. Washington fan. Uh, Joe Reinagle. <laughs> Microphone is turned off. It is the Blitz here on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250, 94.5 FM. Does Brian Flores have a chance at the Texans job? We'll talk about that coming up here with John McClain of the Houston Chronicle. Predict a perfect score and win $50,000. We want more money. Presented by yeah, Dietz Tractor. <laughs> yes, now and win at sasportstar.com. We know a lot of people are working from home today because of the ice, and apparently it's that way in Houston, too. I just got an email that the Rice-UTSA basketball game tonight has been postponed oh, wow. because of weather. John McClain from the Houston Chronicle joining us now, and I guess it ain't any better down in Houston than it is here, John. Nope, it's raining. It's getting down to freezing. Most people are not getting out if they don't have to. They warned us on the weather report, stay in. 
Stay in. Okay, well, that's that's good advice. We're actually getting a little sunshine here, John, so I'm happy about that. It's been kind of nasty for the last couple of days. Yeah, 25 and, and sunny. <laughs> yeah, so it's, it's still very cold, but uh, we're getting a little sunshine, so I'm happy about that. John, i got to ask you about this whole Brian Flores thing because uh, we're hearing that he is still a finalist for the Texans job. How in the world are the Texans going to handle this? It, it seems to me that they're in a no-win situation with this guy right now. Well, Brian Flores isn't going to get this job. The job's going to Josh McCown. I think I told you all that last week. And um, I think they announced last week that the three finalists, the guys that interviewed twice, were Flores and Eagles defense coordinator Jonathan Gannon and Josh McCown. The other three, uh, Kevin O'Connell and Rams coordinator, Joe Lombardi, Chargers offensive coordinator, and then Heinz Ward, the Hall of Fame receiver, who was receiver's coach at Florida Atlantic, they did not get second interviews. And uh, and so no matter what they do, when they do it, they hired Josh McCown, who has no experience beyond high school coaching in North Carolina and in Rusk. Last season he coached at Rusk High School, Rusk High School, which is close to his hometown in Jacksonville. And he coached wide receivers because his two sons were the starting and backup quarterbacks. And I read a story in the Tyler Telegraph. He says most fun he'd ever had in football. And now he's ready to come back. Texans interviewed him last year. He's had three interviews in 12 months. Nick Casario makes the final decision. He recommends the McCown to the McNair family, and they always sign off on what the general manager wants. And Jack Easterby, their executive VP of football ops, He's been friends with McCown for a while, and I understand they bonded through the fellowship of Christian athletes and people here giving them a hard time about getting players who are Christians. And I said, well, you would have had a hard time with some of the Oilers who led the FCA meetings every Friday, especially starting with Bruce Matthews and Mike Munchak. I guess you would have cut them because they were Christians. (laughs) You know, it, it, it's so interesting, John, this this coaching search and everything going on with the Texans. And then you add in Brian Flores and his lawsuit. What do you make of the, the two parts of the lawsuit? Uh, obviously, the text messaging and uh, with, with Bill Belichick uh, test, texting the wrong Brian, but then also the incentivizing of tanking games. Let, let's start with the first part of, of what led to the lawsuit. Well, first of all, uh, Brian Flores, I would have waited till all the jobs were fulfilled before I, before I filed the lawsuit because he'll never work in the NFL again. His next job, I think, will be at a major college program. And I'll be surprised if a lot of younger uh, coaches uh, want to be included in that lawsuit because they don't want to be ruled out. Truth is, you're going to be blackballed. They'll never admit that, but if you – follow that lawsuit. Just like uh, if Hearst Corporation owns the Chronicle, if I sued the Hearst Corporation and I wanted the Chronicle to hire me, uh, nope, no, they're not going to do it. And uh, so another thing, the Giants put out a statement today that was very interesting because Brian Flores claims in his lawsuit that Bill Belichick sent that text to him about and had the wrong Brian and said he thinks Dayball's getting the job. Well, as the Giants pointed out, Belichick sent that tape before they'd had their in-person interview with Brian Dayball. All they'd had is like 20, 30-minute Zoom call. 
and there's no way they're hiring a head coach on a 20 or 30 minute Zoom call. And he had that interview on the Zoom call with uh, the owner, John Mara, before they'd hired the GM, Joe Shane, who worked with Dayball at Buffalo. So there's some discrepancies there. And of course, the, the Broncos saying that they were hungover and had obviously been drinking. You know, they could, John Elway and Joe Ellis could sue him if they wanted to. They're not going to. And they said if we, if I, Elway said if I appeared to shovels because I had to fly all night to do the interview at a time Flores set up a window in which Flores was available. And, uh, and then the thing that is the, the worst is, uh, the thing about, um, Stephen Ross telling the tank games, giving him a hundred thousand dollars each 2019 and to winter of 2020, wanting him to, to meet with a quarterback who was under contract illegally. And, uh, but if, if he doesn't have proof, if he doesn't have voicemails, text messages, or emails, it's his, it's his word against the owner. And, the and the league always sides with the owners. If you've got proof, then they'll go after the owner and they could find him. They could suspend him. They could find him. Draft choices, money, money's no big deal to, to any of these owners, of course. It's embarrassing. But you take away draft choices, that's where it hits them, where it hurts. So this is going to be an issue for a long time. You, you know, Hugh Jackson, the head of his uh, foundation, said she has evidence that three people took money to tank games. Well, two of one is the current general manager, and one is the former general manager, and those are serious accusations. And uh, so this is going to be around for a while, and uh, I just think Brian Flores has said in every interview he knows this could kill his career, and I'm, I'm just surprised he didn't wait till it was over. I guess he's got a pretty good idea. He wasn't going to get a job. The last two that he interviewed that are open are the Texans and the Saints, and the Saints are expected to hire uh, Dennis Allen, their defensive coordinator. Then there's a report today from the Tampa Times that Byron Leftwich, the offensive coordinator, pulled out of the running in Jacksonville. So if that's the case, there may be nine hires and no minorities, leaving three minority coaches in the NFL, Mike Tomlin, Robert Sala, and Ron Rivera. So, John, when you look at this, and you've been you've been doing this a long time, is there a big problem in the NFL in your mind when it comes to this? Is it a good old boys network, or is it just that these guys know who they want and that's who they want to hire? Now, a lot of times they don't have a clue who they want. Look at the Giants. They fired their head coaches after two years, the last three head coaches. Could they do any worse if they'd hired minorities? Texans just fired David Culley after one season. You know, could they do any worse at hiring another coach? Now they're going to hire a guy who not only doesn't have experience as a coordinator or as a head coach, who doesn't have any experience beyond the high school level. You know, he played 18 years, 17 in the NFL. So there's no tried and true formula for success. All of them are just as likely to screw it up as they are to get it right, no matter who they hire. Warren Moon told me a story I did with Warren in the late eighties. He came here in 84. He's one of the few black quarterbacks and we did a story. And he said, until the NFL gets black ownership, you're never going to have represent enough representation at the upper levels of management and coaching and quarterback until you get black ownership. Now he was wrong about the quarterbacks, but when it comes to the owners, they need to get more uh, owners who are African-Americans and today you can have up to 25 partners 
but the primary owner has to come up with 30% of the sale price. Now, if Denver is going to go for $4 billion, I don't know what 30% of $4 billion is, but that's a lot to have to come up with. And But there are some groups out there uh, who are African-American who have been interested in NFL teams, and they're minor partners. The Texans have had minor partners who are African-American, but that's not what they want. They want an African-American owner who is the decision-maker, and uh, and if they get one, that will help have more front office executives and coaches. John McClain of the Houston Chronicle joining us here on the Blitz as he does every Thursday. John, two other stories uh, that that I want to get to. One of the Super Bowl, the other the Washington name change. Let's start with the easy one first. Your your first reaction when you saw it was officially going to be the Commanders. Well, as I said this before, when you guys had the Commanders, they should hire former San Antonio high school star and Baylor star and Oilers quarterback, Cody Carlson, because his nickname is the commander when he played for the Oilers. So you should have the commander in the front office of the commanders. And then I thought, well, every team has a nickname that's shorter. And so I'm thinking, okay, what do you going to call them? The commies? The comms? (laughs) Everybody doesn't want to say commanders all the time. It's almost like football team was better, certainly unique. And in my house, where my wife grew up there, is a diehard Washington Redskins fan going back to George Allen. She hates any nickname other than Redskin, and they never would have gotten it right in her mind. <laughs> I love that. I was a big Cody Carlson fan, by the way, so I'm happy that you brought that up. Let's talk about the Super Bowl, and it's unfortunate, John, because we're talking about all these other things other than the Super Bowl, right? You've got the Rams and the Bengals going in. There's a lot of good storylines there that are kind of being ignored. Uh, is this Brian Flores thing something you can see lasting through next week, taking away from the glitz and glamour of the Super Bowl? Absolutely, and uh, everybody's doing it. He's making a media blitz, news shows, NPR, morning shows, and he is he is taking it to the public. And you guys didn't even mention that quarterback that retired this week. He got a little attention, too. Next week, <laughs> they're gonna, that's going to dominate. What do you think about Tom Brady retiring? Roger Goodell will get that as his annual State of the Union address. And I feel bad for the Rams and Bengals. And I think the Rams are going to win, but I'd love to see the Bengals win too. And the reason is I covered their two Super Bowl losses to the 49ers, and I still feel bad for them. 1988, when they had them beaten, Joe Montana took them down the field through the winning touchdown pass to John Taylor to break them hearts of every Bengals fan, and now they're back for the first time since 88. John McClain of the Houston Chronicle. You know what? I'm excited. We get to see you in person next week in Los oh, Angeles, that's great. John. Yeah, well, I will not be there, and uh, I like I like it. Last two years, I've watched it on my TV at home, written about it like there. So I'm glad I don't have to fight those crowds anymore after going to more than forty. <laughs> I thought you were. I, I thought you were going next week. To, I may come out there someday just to do my round of radio rows, which I did did every year. I always got a big kick out of that maybe next year i'll be back just to radio rather than come back and cover the game off tv again uh, well i guess we won't see you next week i was looking forward to that opportunity until next time john we'll visit with you next week for sure though 
Hey, Jason and Joe, thank you guys very much. I'll have a blast out there, and uh, I'll miss you. John McLean of the Houston Chronicle. Make sure you're following him on Twitter at McLean underscore on underscore NFL. I thought I he was love going. that guy. He's, yeah, that's too he's bad. Great. Yeah. yeah, he's a guy I'd like to sit down and have a few drinks with. Oh, the stories that I can, can imagine, tell. right? Yeah, yeah, that is incredible. That would be fun. It is a Thursday. That means what's on tap. Brought to you by Sam's Burger Joint. Coming up next, if you're in a band, you've got a gig, you've got some sort of event happening this weekend. Tell about tell us about it. You can tweet Pledger at I am Pledger. Joe is on Twitter at Joe Kent's Five. Tweet at me at Jason Minix. <laughs> Hey guys, it's Rudy J. Let's talk the biggest stories in sports tomorrow morning, 7 till 10, on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN 1250 and 103.3 FM. Appreciate you, Rudy J. It is the Blitz here on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250, 103.3 FM on Facebook Live. Hal Greenbaum says the Minix Kitchen Studio is back. It is back, or it's the first time for some of us. Uh, uh, no, you were here before. Yeah, but you weren't cooking. Well, he didn't say the, the – I mean, you're in the studio. I am cooking today. Oh. Although I didn't realize by talking about grilling steaks for you, Lisa G. on Twitter says, we all need a work husband like that. That's right. I don't want to be your work husband. <laughs> I, 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 just, I just don't need to start that. Well – I'm not sure that you I mean, but you're cooking for your wife. I am for me, for my wife. I'm grilling. I mean, we all have had work wives What's or, the or, or that. You're cooking. I'm cooking. I, I and I'm good with that. All but right. I just, you know, like I'll be somebody else's work husband. And I'll have a work wife. I mean, you have everybody sure. has somebody right, like that. Right, right. I, I've just, I, you know, it is 2022. I've just never had a or been called a work husband before. Well, there you go. Uh, first I mean, time for everything. There is a first time <laughs> for everything. And you know, it's bad when Pledge is eating Fritos and giving you a weird look. I don't know that I've ever seen Pledge eat Fritos before. The vending machine must be empty at the office. It's not the vending machine. <laughs> Where were they? They were at the gas station across the street. So the gas station <laughs> must be pretty alive. I mean, Jimenez was rolling around with Funyuns, and now you're eating Fritos. And again, there's nothing wrong with Fritos. Not at all. But uh, especially the chili cheese kind. I love those, love those yeah. right? But I, I just, I've known Pledge for a long time. I've never seen him Scoops. eat Fritos. He's eating scoops. Well, he's spending the night at the radio station. Oh, so he's camping out. He's he's camping out. Okay. All right. You know, uh, 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 most everything today has been been blown off. It has. Right? It has. Al- although I do know there's a lot of bars like the Rupub and Shindig. They're open today. So if you want a good pizza, the Shindig is open. Rupub is open. If you want to go somewhere and watch the Spurs game that starts in eight minutes, it's starting early today. <laughs> uh, I saw the Slackers bars. They're open today. Oh, good. There, there are a lot of places that are open. And you know the crazy thing? They'll probably have great sales days. Probably. I, I mean, think about yeah, it. absolutely. Especially if you didn't go to work today and you've been stuck home. Yeah. And you look outside and go, I'll risk it. Well, and the sun was out a minute ago. It was. So, um, you know, I think the worst part of this thing is over, which is nice, and I'm um, happy to see that. Still got some icicles, though, hanging off your roof. Yeah. They're not quite as big as they were, though. Well, it's 28 degrees. It's still cold. Dude, I'm just telling you, they're not as it, big it, as it, they it's, were. It's, it's, it's well, they may, uh... I mean, before I was worried about one of them, you know, stabbing you in the top <laughs> of your head. Uh-huh. We'll, we'll, we'll explain that. 
They did not have COVID pledge. Let's do What's on Tap, brought to you by Sam's Burger Joint. The wants you to know what's on tap. Brought to you by Sam's Burger Joint. And again, there is a lot going on this weekend. Out at Sam's Burger Joint on Friday night, they've got a band called Texas Gentlemen. On Saturday, a Grateful Dead tribute called Dead Eye. Not sure what's out there on Sunday. Maphilum? Mapleheim. Mapleheim. You get Mapleheim out of that? Mapleheim, yes. Or Maplehelm? Mapleheim. I don't know. Oh, it is it now. Maplehelm. <laughs> Maplehelm. Maplehelm. I thought that was an I. Yeah. <laughs> thought it was a typo. Um, yeah, a lot going on there at uh, Sam's Burger Joint. Go down there and get a great burger. Absolutely. Great place. Hey, tomorrow night at the Majestic Theater, uh, I don't think there's anything, but at Floor's Country Store, <laughs> John Stork is, uh, is performing at Floor's Country Store on Friday. Green Hall has Cody Canada and The Departed. You act like you don't know who that is. I don't know who that is. Cody Canada is fantastic. Used to be really? a band called uh, Cross Canadian Ragweed. Okay. And now that they're on their own, uh, Cody Canada and Departed, they're, they're fantastic. Well, Dave, if you're playing at Green Hall, I've said that before, you've you got to be pretty good because... That's just a great place. There's never been any bad music any time I've been there. Comedy Club has Jamie Kennedy. That's a big name. Mm. I've heard of Jamie Kennedy. And Paper Tiger, the Marias. The Marias. The Marias. All of them. All of them. That's it. Saturday night, Mike Ryan is playing out at Green Hall. Paper Tiger has Best Coast and Inner Wave. The Aztec Theater has Maricela. So the Marias at Paper Tiger, Maricela, is over at the Aztec Theater. I'm not sure what's at Tobin Center. Fosati and Blue? <laughs> yeah. What, what kind of typo is that? And, and Or is that one of those weird names that has one of those uh, characters that you don't know really what they are, but they show up on your keyboard if you hit shift or control? And why is Fosati in Blue? Uh, uh, why not red? Well, because maybe they don't like wearing red. No, maybe maybe they don't look good in red. I, San Antonio Symphony Pops. Oh. What, what are you talking about? The Fosati and Blue. Oh. Well, why didn't you write that on the sheet? <laughs> I mean, that would have been helpful knowledge on the sheet. I'm still wondering why in blue, but uh, maybe they explain that during the uh, during sad. the performance, right? Yeah. Hey, Jamie Kennedy's at the LOL Comedy Club all weekend, so uh, I've heard of that guy. I've never seen him live in concert, but I've heard of him. And in Green Hall, Sunday, you got a full day. You want a Sunday fun day? And then they start early, about noon. Tom Gillum and the Cosmic Messengers. Then you got Tony or Tommy... Elks S and the Bayou Kings. Have you heard of them? I have not. Do okay. you know Tom Gillum? I don't. He's a good? He's good. Okay. He's good. He's also the uh, morning guy on 92.1 in New Is that right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Brett Graham is playing out at Green Hall on Monday. And then uh, you got, I mean, what I love about this on tap, you got stuff during the week that you might not think exactly. about, right? LOL Comedy Club's going. You got a San Antonio. SATX showcase, I guess, uh, uh, is how you say that. And at Green Hall, Michael Cross and Joanna Howerton. And then Disney Princess in concert at the Tobin Center on Tuesday night. Oh, man, and we're going to be in Los Angeles. <sighs> we'll have to find something else to do. Now, if you are looking to uh, watch the fight on Saturday, I know, you know, with boxing, it's hard to find places that are carrying the pay-per-view matches. Right. Mario Barrio, San Antonio. He is a, a headlining main event Saturday night in Las Vegas. Big fight. Okay. They will have that at the Rupub. There's Absolutely. also a big UFC fight card on Saturday night. Rupub is going to have both fights on those three massive 
170-inch TVs on Saturday night. Well, I remember when we were there, they put it right in the middle of the football game. They had two screens on either side and the fight right there. Boy, I tell you what. going to be good stuff this be- weekend. That is What's on Tap. Brought to you by Sam's Burger Joint. Will DeJounte Murray be an all-star? The all-star reserves will get announced within the next 30 minutes or so. We will let you know here on the Blitz on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250 and 103.3 FM. Joe Reinager, Jason Minix, The Blitz. It is The Blitz here on San Antonio Sports Star. ESPN AM 1250, 103.3 FM. He is Joe Reinagle. I'm Jason Menix. Those steaks look fabulous. Those steaks are looking pretty good, man. Put a little rub on there, and uh, yeah, all three of them just about to hit the grill. Different rub combinations. All right. As as you, as you, what's the word? You you know how to do steaks, and you do a really yeah, good I, steak. I can do steaks, but you yeah. don't do a lot of different rubs, right? I don't. No, and and no. so I'm going to introduce you to a variety of rubs from the Meat Church family uh, that you heard about when I was talking to Troy Absolutely. about it the other yep, day, yep. and uh, and also one of those is uh, straight uh, Gulf Coast smoke in okay. their in their beef rub, and you and you think about it now, put a photo out of what those steaks look like when yeah. you brought them over, and they look fantastic. And I tell you, uh, you, you just see that, some of the reaction that you get from it, because people love to see a good steak like that. The The idea there, take a picture of it, upload it at sasportstar.com, and you could win a $50 gift card to Tri-County Meat Market. Absolutely, and I tell you what, that was a fabulous experience here today. Those, those folks are just so nice over there. Unbelievable. Hooked us up, and I can't wait. To tear into those. Now, we call this <laughs> grilling with the blitz. Yes. We call it. <laughs> grilling with the blitz. Brought to you by Tri County Meat Market. And the machine is a little cold, a little slow to get going. A little slow, that's all right. That, that's understandable. So, you know, people submit photos of the, the meat that's on their grill. Right. And and I look at some of the entries this week. I mean, a guy's got a couple of hand, half hands on there with some baby bags. Uh, there There's some ribs. There's always some ribs. And, man, I am a rib guy, so I always look at that. But since I'm doing steaks, I'm doing porterhouses. But I appreciate the uh, dude named Chris picture of a tomahawk and it also looked like he has some uh, bacon wrapped uh, jalapeno poppers wow, those are, uh, those are yeah good. now what what i appreciate here is this big old tomahawk that's a sexy looking steak there oh and he's yeah got, he's got a nice cutting board uh, but he gave us a good description and, and recipe seasoned with cracked pepper and kosher salt garlic salt slow smoke for an hour and a half at 210 and then seared at 600 degrees a minute per side wow perfect is that how you're going to do ours? Yeah, you're, you're, I've got I've got the uh, Traeger right now at two twenty five. Two twenty five. Now they're sitting here on the kitchen table. I was about to put them on. Wow. And then Paulette said we had forty seconds. So, well, how long it, does it take for you to put them on? It doesn't take that long. No. It, it, I mean, a couple of. I could do a little play by play for the folks. I can look right out the window here. I'm not going outside. Oh, you wuss. <laughs> I mean, I, I've got to, I've got to bundle up, get on the snow boots, put on the beanie. I, I got to get it. No, I'm just gonna put. Yeah, you know, I'm wearing shorts and a hoodie right now. Yeah, and flip flops. Yeah, you are. And I think it's comical when you go outside because you, you're dancing around a little bit. 
Well, it's cold. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't look bad when you look outside the window. I think it looks great out there. I mean, I, I'm thinking about, you know, you can sit out there with a cold beer and some music playing. Ryan Eagle was sitting by the door and was like, close that door. It's cold. <laughs> Get off my lawn. I'm an old man. Close that door. You can't prove any of that, Brian Flores. But, I mean, you know, I've got the receipts. <laughs> <laughs> it's part of it. The Spurs game should be getting underway any moment now. Um, I assume somebody just tweeted us and asked if the game is still on television. And as I flip it over to Bally, uh, did they get the email that the game was moving times? Well, no, it's not on Bally tonight. Oh, it's not? Where's no, it at? it's on CW. Oh, it's over there. Well, I'm glad you told me. Well, that's what I'm here for, is to educate you. Well, of course the TV guy is going to know what the TV world it's is on, going on. It's, it's on so CW tonight, how, yes. how many of us do that, where you start at Bally, because that's where it's supposed to be, and then you go hunting around to the options. You, you know, you go to Ken's and you go, nope, that's Bill Taylor. And then you you, you jump over, because it feels like Bill Taylor's always on. He is. It gets extended weather, whether it's hot, cold, snowy, icy, whatever, right? Yeah, well, you know what we call him today on a day like today. You know, <laughs> you're looking at me like, ah, don't uh, say that. Oh, uh, careful. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. No, I, I don't. What do you call him on a day like today? Well, he, he, I don't call him anything. It's just what happens. He gets a weather. <laughs> I can't say that. There what? Might be, might be kids listening. What, what do you mean? Well, I, I'm not sure. I, I don't know. I can't remember what you can say and what you can't say. Just suffice it to say, Jason, he's, he gets very excited today. All right. All right? I, I mean, almost almost little, little Toy Story. He's, he's like Woody. He's, exactly. he's excited. Exactly. I, I'm with you. That's where, what I'm talking about. Where is the CW now? Dude, I don't know. <laughs> How am I supposed to know that? I think that's it right there, isn't it? Seven well, on I Spectrum. Mean, yeah, but uh, oh, but well, okay. I'm looking at the guide, and it says friends. Well, that's because they didn't know they. Well, <laughs> that, <laughs> that's not CW. That's my whatever. Well, what is? It's it, seven. It's pledge seven. I don't know where it is on direct. Well, where TV. is it on direct TV? Dude, do I look like a TV guide? Yes, you're the TV guide. Didn't you just say not three minutes ago? That's what you're here for. Well, it was. I can tell you what channel it's on. I, I can't tell you what direct TV has it on. Don't you have a guide there? Uh, you don't. I don't see it on the guide. Oh man. Okay. By the way, uh, it's so, being listed here. Dejounte Murray did not make the All Star team. So I'm watching over here, friends, and seeing Joey in a bunny suit trying to find the game, and they've 35. already put out who. It's what? Thirty-five on Directv, or at least according to this. Yeah, pledge. I mean, I went to thirty-five, and nothing. It says channel not available, and it kicks back to friends. So I don't, I don't, I don't know. Do you get the CW on Directv? Yeah, I mean, we used to. We might cut again. You know, they shuffled all the TVs around not long ago, right? Right. And I don't know. Maybe it's not on my favorites list. I'll, I'll, I'll find it. Uh, so Dejounte did not make. Did the cut? not make it. No, and Spurs fans are coming out of the woodwork, and they're very upset, as they should be, because DeJounte Murray, if anybody, deserved to be a part of that All-Star game. I mean, there's no question about it. The stats that he's putting up, the leadership he's showing, and for him not to be off, you know, that's just, again, a San Antonio snub. It's happened for the entire 25 years I've been covering the San Antonio Spurs, the and it happened again today. West All-Stars, according to Sham Sharania, 
all-star reserves, Devin Booker, Luca, Rudy Gobert, Draymond Green, Donovan Mitchell, Chris Paul, Carl Anthony Towns. And I honestly think, and, I, and I'm with you, Spurs Twitter, um, Chris Paul this year probably shouldn't have made it. Last year I thought he made it on the Lifetime Achievement Award. Right. You only get that once. Yes. But, you know, for Chris Paul and Devin Booker to make it, and again, Booker should be there. He, of course. He, he, he deserves it. It comes down to you're on a winning team versus not a winning team. And, look, I remember when the Spurs were in their heyday. We would look, and you'd look at a guy on a on a team that sucked, on a team that did not have a winning record, putting up ridiculous stats. Because when you're on a bad team, even when you're on a bad team, especially when you've got to have somebody that's scoring all the points. Right. And in the eyes of the NBA, is that player DeJounte Murray this year? Well, of course it is. And and that's, it, you might even make the case that, that it's harder to put up the stats that he's putting up because he's on a bad team. Right? I mean, and so that should play into there. But I am really upset because um, DeJounte Murray, you know, to take that away from that young man is, is, is a travesty. He should be a part of that All-Star. He's played well enough to earn a spot there. And uh, this, is, this is highway robbery, in my opinion. I agree. And, and seeing that DeJounte does not make it. Now, Pop said the other day, and if you want to react, 210-656-ESPN, 656-3776, or on Twitter, at JoeKens5. Tweet at me, at Jason Menix. The From what I'm seeing on Twitter, Ernie Johnson and even Draymond Green were campaigning for DeJounte during the TV part that we're watching right now but on mute, and we don't have the little words going across the bottom of the screen. There's always the injury replacement or the guy that bails out. But Pop did say the other day that DeJounte doesn't talk about it. He he doesn't bring up that he wants to be an all-star, all that kind of stuff. Steve Kerr told us the other day he voted for DeJounte Murray. But I do go back to players on bad teams with good stats. Are they viewed as they're the guy that's getting all the stats on a bad team? I mean, clearly this is an indictment on where the Spurs sit in the standings. If he were putting up those numbers and the Spurs are sitting in the fifth seed, he would be an all-star today. I'm not sure, Jason, and I say that because I've seen it too too often. And in, throughout the years, I've seen the Spurs get robbed, get disrespected, national television games. Even in the heyday of Tim Duncan and Tony Parker and Monty Ginobili, they would get shafted by the networks to put them on national TV games. And it was almost as we were talking uh, uh, some shows ago about the playoffs and the Tennessee Titans game playing Cincinnati, and they're in that Saturday afternoon time slot. Mm-hmm. You know, So it, it, it was kind of the same thing for the Spurs throughout the years. And it's really a travesty. And, and you know, f- for Spurs fans, it hurts, certainly. But, but think about DeJounte Murray. The guy has worked his butt off this year. He's done what he was told to do. He has carried this team. He's been the leader. And for the NBA just to, to rub salt in his face, it's just uh, it's, it's a travesty. And I'm, I'm, I'm upset for him more so than anything. And I am, and Spurs fans, because I do think having a DeJounte Murray make the All-Star team, that's the guy that it feels like we're building around. Coming into the year, I thought it was going to be Keldon, but DeJounte is is earning his place as, as the lead dog, right? And and I think just as a Spurs fan, 
to have something to rally around in a season like what we're going through, to have that to hang on to. The the idea that, that he doesn't make the reserves. Um, uh, on Twitter, they're telling me, um, uh, on Twitter at NFL for San Antonio, that Draymond announced he will not participate. I, I don't know. So, I mean, I, but again, do you want to be the replacement guy, or does it matter? I mean, you get the jersey, you get it on your resume, you get the bonus, you well, get a ring. I think, Jason, if, if a guy like Draymond Green or Chris Paul would come out and say, you know what, I, I can't play, I'd rather rest, but this guy deserves it. In that situation, I think DeJounte would be honored because it was one of his peers, one of the people that he looks up to uh, that that gave him that opportunity. And I think in that situation, it would be uh, okay. And and I would be okay with that. I just I, f- I feel bad for the young man. Well, it it, it does feel like a, a a joke that he did not get enough votes because when he didn't, I I mean, look, he wasn't going to be a starter and no, all that kind of wasn't. stuff. And, and we talked about it then. I mean, he 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 doesn't. But for the coaches who pick the All Star reserves, for the coaches not to recognize what Dejounte means to this basketball team and his level of play. Uh, night in and night out, the number of games. You're right. It, it is. Uh, I, I think every Spur fan should be upset. And if Draymond Green is on TV, as Tom Warsborn is quote tweeting him, hopefully he'll get rewarded soon. Um, and again, the TV is on, but it's on mute. Draymond is a part of the uh, and, and TNT tip off show on right now where they're talking about it. So we can't hear what he's saying, but based on what we're seeing on Twitter, you know, I, I agree with him. And if he's not going to play, maybe he ends up as a reserve, and we'll all feel better about it, but still a little bitter because he should be a, a part of this initial list. He really should be. And, again, I mean, the and it's not just we're Spurs fans saying this. It's the fact that his numbers speak louder than any of us can say anything. And the, the man has the numbers. He's put them up. Uh, the triple doubles that he has, he has managed this year, uh, just incredible. And, and for him to take a leap – like he has taken this year, it's just something that you just don't see all the time. And uh, to not get rewarded for it is uh, – now, DeJounte's going to come out. He's going to say all the right things. Yep. And, you know, he's going to say, it doesn't matter. I just want to win. And, and all of that. And he means it. He means it. But uh, deep down inside, his heart's got to be a little bit broken. Uh, and, again, I, I, I'm – Orsborne – tweeting Tom Morrisborn from the Express News that Draymond says he won't be playing, suggesting that Adam Silver named DeJounte as his replacement. And that would right or wrong, especially if it is done quickly. And the part that sucks is why don't – and I don't know all the rules. There are certain honors that you get that you commit to going to said function before they announce you as as receiving such an honor, mm-hmm. right? Right. And I think the all-star reserves should be the same thing because the fans vote for the starters. Sure. But the reserves, hey, Draymond, you going to play? Okay, right. we're not going to announce you. Now, as I say that, I realize there's probably some bonuses that he's still going to get for being selected to the all-star team. Could be, and that could be the case. And unfortunately tonight, DeJounte's not going to play. And, you know, in a, in a great, you know, in a, in a perfect world, you'd like for DeJounte to go out and, and score about 35 tonight and, you know, dish out about 12 assists and grab 15 rebounds. But I just, uh, 
Yeah, I'm just upset. I'm happy that Draymond Green, he's showing a lot of class by coming out and, and standing up for DeJounte Murray. I'm happy about that. And, you know, honestly, and, and I don't know what it means for Chris Paul. I, I'm sure it's an honor for Chris Paul, but he's been an all-star, I don't know how many times, a lot. It would What a classy move for Chris Paul to come out and, and just say, I'm not going to play, and you guys should choose DeJounte Murray to fill my shoes. And again, I, I look and I appreciate that. And I know, you know, DeJounte gave uh, Draymond a signed jersey the other day when the Golden State Warriors yep. were in town. I know those guys are close. And to hear Steve Kerr campaigning for him. Why is DeJounte out today? He's dealing with a, a little bit of a nagging injury. I, I wonder if Pop knew, you know, did, did they find out sooner? And hey, man. If you're upset, just don't play today. Could be. I, I mean, you, you, be. Do, you, do you wonder if Pop would shield him that way? Well, maybe. And plus, the, is this the first of a back-to-back for the Spurs because it's a makeup game? They play tomorrow night as well, and you know, I don't know. Maybe it's just a, a roundabout way of getting Dejounte some rest so he can play tomorrow. I don't know, but either way, I'm, I'm extremely disappointed for the young man. I really am because now he's got zero shot at winning the new Kobe Bryant MVP trophy. <laughs> And maybe he's okay with that. I don't know, man. I, I mean, I imagine if you're a player, the uh, the uh, the All Star MVP trophy or the MVP trophy has been renamed in honor of Kobe Bryant, and they put this thing out on Twitter. Now it, it looks like a a version of the Stanley Cup. It does. I mean, it used to be it used to look like a little trophy that they bought on the shelf at, at Monarch Trophy or something, right? right? right I mean, right. it was nice, but sure. I mean, now it's just this massive thing with all these tributes to Kobe Bryant. The base has eight sides as a nod to Kobe's jersey number. There are eighteen stars on the outside of the base, which represent Kobe's eighteen All Star selections. The base is two inches high, which is a tribute to him being named the MVP of the 2002 All-Star Game. But wait, there's more. There, oh, there, my there, goodness. There is a theme here. The first level has 24 stars, which represents each All-Star in the game. Also a nod to Kobe's jersey number. The first level is seven inches high, which is a tribute to Bryant being named MVP of the 2007 All-Star Game. The second level has 10 stars, which represents the All-Star starters, and the jersey number that Kobe wore with USA Basketball. Okay, Level 2 is 9 inches high, which represents Bryant's 2009 All-Star MVP trophy. The third level has 5 stars to represent the unity of an NBA team, as well as Kobe's 5 NBA championships. Level 3 is 11 inches high, which is in honor of Bryant's 2011 All-Star MVP trophy. There's more, though. There is a fourth level, uh, shaped like a star to represent the Star Stars, as well as the 2007 NBA MVP Award, uh, which is also two inches high to, to represent the two Bill Russell Awards for being named the NBA Finals MVP in 9 and 10. It's an intense-looking trophy. Whoever came up with all that, thought of all that, I appreciate it, but, dude, you got too much time on your hands. Well, can you imagine being the uh, trophy maker? And they bring you that list, and they say, we need this. Come up with this. Get it done. Here's the criteria. <laughs> Let's see what you come up with. Why not just have a, a bust of Kobe Bryant? I'm sure every player in the league that would get that trophy would be proud to put that in their trophy. It's just a nice bust or likeness of, of Kobe Bryant to honor him and do it that way. I mean, to me, all of this, because whoever wins this thing, they bring people in their house to look at a trophy. They're going to have to explain all of it. Yeah. 
Every bit of it. And look, I just did. I couldn't do it again without reading the notes. There's no way. We don't have enough time in the show. Well, unless they come up with a little plaque that can sit on a stand next to the trophy that explains all the all the details. They may not want the people in their house that long. Uh, that's a good point. My gosh. I, I mean, and, and also, as big as this thing is, you're going to have to build a whole new case. You can't just put this one on the, on the mantle. You're exactly uh, right. But I, the, the All-Star, all the trophies have been redesigned. And I did not know that every All-Star also gets a ring that says they're an All-Star. That's neat, too. That's a nice ring. Well, it, it is. It's a nice ring. And unlike a championship ring, it looks like it could be one that you wear every day. Right, right. You it's, know, not it, it's not the. Uh, I mean, it's nice, but... You know, it's a, but it's almost like a, a, a high school class ring that you get your junior year of high school and then you never wear it again because right. you, you can't wear your high school ring as a freshman in college because everybody realizes the only only person doing that is the freshman in college. college and then right. they realize when they go to their first party, no girls will talk to them because they realize you're a freshman. So you quit wearing the ring. Which is why I was happy to not buy those for my daughters. Really? Did you buy that one? Of course. Well, where is it now? I bet you Erica doesn't know where it is. Uh, it's probably somewhere in her room. Probably. You know, she wears her college ring. Okay. Well, um, that's, that's different. That, that's different. Yeah. But, but again, I, I, in my life, in your life, in your all your years, I mean, between the two of us, we got over 50 years of sports broadcasting. Right, right. Have you ever seen anybody wearing an all-star ring? No, I haven't. I didn't know these things existed. I have never seen that. And, you know, I've seen people wearing their championship rings sure. from time to well, time. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, well, I don't know, Jason. I mean, unless it's a special occasion, because those things are huge and heavy. Mm -hmm. Have you ever held one of those? Oh, yeah. It's unbelievable yeah. how heavy they are. Well, well, I mean, dude, do you know how many Super Bowl rings you're going to see next week uh, in L.A.? I'm sure. I'm sure. Uh, I mean, 50, right. at least. You see that picture of Tom Brady where he had all of them Absolutely. On well, hands? that's just yes. when Tom comes by. Right. I mean, yeah. uh, but no, I mean, you know. And, now, wait a minute. You thought Troy was good. Uh-huh. Brady comes by? Uh-huh. Yeah, you're going to lose me. Really? Oh, I'm done. Tommy Boy does it for you, huh? Well, yeah. I mean, doesn't he do it for everybody? <laughs> I mean, come on. It's Tom Brady. Apparently not Robert Kraft after he didn't get mentioned in the statement. That's a whole other oh, story. Oh, my. My goodness. Yeah, I'm kind of pissed that uh, DeJounte didn't get it. I'm a little upset myself, Jason. Get that man an all-star ring. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Hopefully he gets named as a replacement. Okay, now wait. Oh, that's it. I just want to see. They were listing who the panel there for TNT had picked as a reserves, but they're showing the East reserves. I, I'd be interested to see if Shaq or or Charles or Kenny or if anyone had them in their in their lineup. I didn't see that earlier. I didn't either. We'll, I didn't either. We will... We will find out. It is the Blitz here on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250 and 103.3 FM. Joe Reinagle, Jason Minix, the Blitz on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN 1250 103.3 FM. It is the Blitz here on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250 103.3 FM. Join us up there on a three, I think. Three is what it looks like. Yeah, that that these right two. there. Yep, there you go. That's it. All right, so get out of that. We're, we're we're controlling the remote. My wife is saying she knows what she's doing, but I think she's about <laughs> to edit my customized list of channels that I get. And there's nothing you can do about it. No, because you know I, I've gotten rid of all the ones that I don't want, and I think she just added them all in because she added channels I get. 
She's telling me no. We'll see. She's always right. I know that, but <laughs> but we will we will see. Oh my goodness! Still upset uh, about Dejounte Murray not making the All Star team, though. That's uh, upset. It's going to take me a minute. It is. It is. Um, and again, he should be an All Star, and I still think ultimately he will be. Yeah, a, an All Star when it when it is all said and done. But right now, it just is letting it sink in that he did not make it is frustrating as hell. It is frustrating and. Too bad for him. I feel bad for him. That's for sure. Micah Parsons, is he an all-star? Oh, yeah. He's a pro bowler. He is a pro Although, bowler. Although my guess is he could be an NBA all-star, too, if he wanted to, because that dude is a freak of an athlete. And I don't know if we realized how much of a freak of an athlete he was until what's going on right now with the skills competition. Now, Pledge, Pledge, are you paying attention? Um, <laughs> what the hell did he do? Up there in Las Vegas? Well, Micah Parsons in the Fastest Man competition beat Tyreek Hill, Nick Chubb, and Trayvon Diggs. Wow. <laughs> he you think they beat let him win? the Cheetah. What who was the Cheetah's time? It, it, was all, it was the same heat. They were all in the same heat. He okay. convincingly beat them all. Well, yeah. look at my I, Twitter. I, I, it's there. I, well, I can look at your Twitter. Yeah, I watched the race, and it, it was tight. It was tight. Between but he, him yeah, and he Chubb. Did win. He did win. Uh, it, it looked like, though, Tyreek Hill pulled up a little bit. Oh, am, yeah. I, am I missing that? So so you're saying they didn't really win? I'm, I'm not saying that. You're saying, I'm just saying you let them win? It looks like to me. Look, nobody's faster than Tyreek Hill. <laughs> okay, that's impossible. <laughs> And I, I love Micah Parsons. I think he's a great player, but he's not faster than Tyreek Hill. Come on. I, I'm, I'm, I'm with you there. Uh, okay. Look, can you find it? Can you see it? Here, here it is, right here. All right. All right. Let me, let me pull this thing up. Okay. And in so, fact, if you, the at what SA point Sports does Star the scoreboard matter? Oh, I'm just. It, it matters. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying if watch Tyreek Hill, he's on the far right. I see him. Okay. All right. Uh, this, this is Tyree really good Hill radio. Right Do there. some play-by-play. Now look, see, Tyreek Hill's not even trying. Uh, yeah, I, I got to say, he got off to a bad start and gave up. Kind of like the Cowboys? He, he, uh, shut <laughs> up, Pledge. Uh, he is, uh, um, he, it was one of those that you see in a lot of, a lot of track athletes where if they, if they don't have a good start, they, they don't try because they know they're not going to win. That's really a shame because. I got that too. Um, but Hill, I don't know. It looked like he hurt himself a little bit as he got off there. But hey, you know what? So what? Now, now, Michael Parsons can brag. Fastest man in the Fastest NFL. Fastest guy in the NFL. It looks like Tyreek Hill's got a little uh, hitch in his giddy up. Yeah, uh, he does. I mean, um, there are a lot of things Michael Parsons can do. Beat the cheetah? No. Now again, the cheetah's got ridiculous speed. But uh, Eli Apple is the only one that I know that can stop him when he's got to get one yard, right? I, I mean, Eli Apple. I, and, and that's the thing about that play, as dumb as it was right, for Kansas City to call that play. I think, not that I would, and I'm not trying to justify what Andy Reid or Eric Bieniemy or Patrick Mahomes did in that situation. That was stupid, 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 stupid. But any other situation... 
you know, if there weren't five seconds on the clock, you take that play from the one-yard line early in the second quarter, I run that same play, and Tyreek Hill makes one man miss and gets that yard. I mean, Tyreek Hill, uh, you saw it a week ago against the Buffalo Bills, go for, what, 65, running past 15 dudes? I, I mean, on a play that should have got 12 yards? Right. I mean, I mean that's what Tyreek Hill can do. Well, it is, it is, and, and I agree with you, but in the situation, I call that play if you've got a timeout left or – you know, there's there's a little more time left. Well, that's what I mean. I I, I don't call the play in that situation. Right, right, exactly. Any other situation, you know, maybe not. I wouldn't run that as a fourth down play, for example. No. Because, you, no. you know, you've got to get beyond the sticks. I wouldn't run that play with five seconds. But early in the second quarter, early in the third quarter, you're you're on a, on a second and goal, even third and goal. I would run that play because nine out of ten times, Tyreek is going to make one man miss and get into the end zone. The problem was, if you recall the play, and of course we're talking about the Kansas City Chiefs uh, playing the Cincinnati Bengals. It was the halftime, the end of the halftime, last play of the first half. And uh, Mahomes, right, throws it out to Tyreek Hill. It it looked like, if I remember correctly, there were two guys out there. Mm -hmm. Apple was one, there was another one out there. I mean, don't you send a wide receiver out there to at least try to chip somebody? There there are a lot of things about that play. Right. But... I'll, I'll take my chances nine out of ten times with Tyreek one-on-one it, with a little bit of space, and he had a little bit of space. Sometimes you just credit the defense. Right. Uh, I mean, Eli Apple made one hell of a defensive play. He did. I, mean, I can't take that away from him. And I tell you what, what, one of the things that the Bengals did in that game to get them to Los Angeles for the Super Bowl is they made great adjustments during that game. And you think about why the Cowboys are on vacation, and one of the reasons Micah Parsons is able to beat Tyreek Hill in a race at the Pro Bowl in Las Vegas is because their season is over. Jerry Jones is in Mobile, Alabama at the Senior Bowl, and he was talking today about things that he wants to see different. And take this how you want. Is this a shot at his coaching staff again? Um, The idea that what Jerry is saying here, the way I interpret this, and sometimes it's hard to interpret a Jerryism, he's saying the team just doesn't have the ability to adjust from week to week, and that's a problem they've got to fix. That's what he said today in Mobile at the Senior Bowl. What I'm mainly interested in is our ability to adjust. We, uh, it is incumbent on us not to wait until installations in the off-season or wait until the off-season to adjust. Uh, the season is uh, uh, the the uh, season is a marathon. Uh, it's a season of adjustment. Uh, you can be playing good, playing bad, playing good, playing bad, and then play good and win the Super Bowl. <laughs> or and, play bad and go on uh, vacation. That's what we're into here. It's months long. It, it, it is. And, again, and he's right. You look at the Rams, you look at the Bengals, they have both had their ups and downs this year. I mean, the Cincinnati Bengals lost back-to-back games to the Jets and the Browns. Right. Look, every NFL team has their ups and their downs, right? Very few. Well, there's been one that's gone undefeated, right? I mean, and yet they didn't win it all. And yet they didn't win it. Right. Well, Miami did. Cow- together, Cow- but, Cowboys 13-3, and three, mm-hmm. right? Romo was quarterback. And mm-hmm. I think they were knocked out in the first round, weren't they? Well, second first round. Second, they had a first second, round by yeah, you're the right, New York You're right. Giants, you're right. Yeah. 
So their first playoff game, they were knocked. They didn't win a playoff game that year. So yeah, Kinda like Green Bay this year. Exactly. So it's it's uh, you know it's tough. The NFL is tough, and it's hard to win, especially in the playoffs when you're in the NFL. But what Jerry's saying, not being able to adjust from week to week. That's a coaching problem, is it not? That is a coaching problem, and there's so many uh, ways to dissect what Jerry tries to say. I mean, Mike McCarthy said after the season in a couple of his interviews, including with Rob and Rudy on R&R in the morning, that he was going to take a little bit more control of the offense. And again, if my job is on the line, I'm, I'm the one on the hot seat. I'm an offensive guru, right? That That's why... I, I've made my bones in coaching for Mike McCarthy right, is right, because, right. because of his offensive mind. Would you take a little bit more control of the offense? Well, McCarthy hinted that that was going to be the case. Jerry was asked about that today, and if you can make sense of what the hell he says, man, you're better than me. I would expect Mike to have influenced but not uh, uh, basically uh, uh, intruded. Uh, and so th- that is uh, that's always that's the uh, that's the experience with uh, the uh, uh, bright idea inexperience and that combination. Mike is excellent at this. He has excellent skills. He has excellent communication skills. Uh, he has the right demeanor. He is uh, in the, what he's interested in is the best interest of our success. And then he's not interested in not having any. Uh, assistant coach or coordinator grow or be recognized for his skills and so that's a fine line it's a mouthful yeah it is uh, but <laughs> I don't uh, the understand ones that it. work at the best uh, it's, there's a time to be stubborn there's a time to say let's let's know and that's what head coach means but there's also a time to uh, well, let's uh, to open your mind, and uh, that's what we're getting here. And uh, I've, I've, uh, I'm at a loss. Yeah, I, I now clarify that one statement there because he said Mike McCarthy. And this is the way I heard it: Mike McCarthy is not interested in seeing an assistant coach grow. Yeah. Did I hear that wrong? Uh, best interest of our success and then he's not interested in not having any uh, assistant coach or coordinator grow not having. or be not having not not having he's interested in not having an assistant he's coach not interested or... in not having any uh, assistant coach or coordinator so I, grow I, I think that's that's 17 words to say he's interested in them growing. so he, he wants coaches yes. to grow yeah okay yes. so yeah I think I'm confused. <laughs> I would assume that's the case, right? I mean, I, I would assume head coaches would be interested in elevating their assistant coaches yes. and wanting them to succeed. Yes. So I'm sure that was a, a Jerryism there that uh, just didn't come out quite right. Well, I, I think what he said was right, but the way he said it makes it so hard to understand <laughs> that it leaves it open for somebody to, to take it the wrong way so he can come back and say, well, that's not what I said. <laughs> Here, here's what I said. Um, Jerry is is I love Jerry Jones as I've mentioned many times, and I will continue to mention that many more times. I love the guy, but sometimes you you really have to wrap your head around what he says because he goes from point A to point Z to point D to point M, and you just don't know where he's going. Sometimes it is. Um, <laughs> It, it, it. Kind of like I just did right there. You know what I mean? It's I don't know what you, you know mean. what the hell I was well, saying. I have no idea <laughs> what you were saying. 
Uh, I think you're confused. Uh, well, I, uh, you're not the first one to tell me that. I think I'm confused. I think so. I think so. I think Jerry's confused. There's no question about that. A- at some point, when you're when you're just rambling like that, Jerry needs a guy that can say, "All right, we're done." You know, and and you know, yesterday it was announced that Rich Dalrymple was retiring as the PR guy for the Dallas Cowboys, a job he has had basically since Jerry got the team. No, you know, Rich Dalrymple was a young guy, came from the University of Miami with Jimmy. Right. And he has been right there through this whole Jerry Jones run. And Rich Dalrymple, most people don't know who he is or what he does. But you think about PR, damage control, crisis management. I mean, that guy can write books with the Dallas Cowboys on how to handle situations. And, of course, he, he handles Jerry, right? That's his job. That's, it's going to be one of the most coveted PR jobs absolutely, uh, uh, available. Yep. The, the, the idea that having a PR guy that can control and work with Jerry and have Jerry's trust, no, Jerry, this is no, Jerry, no, no, Jerry, to have somebody that can tell Jerry no or this is how this needs to be said, that's going to be one hell of a job. And as Fred Villarreal says on our YouTube Live, did the Cowboys get a new liquor sponsor? Uh, no, I, I, I really don't think that was the case. Maybe a sugar high at the Reese's uh, peanut butter uh, uh, cup bowl or whatever because they're sponsored by Reese's. I, 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 but that's just Jerry. That's just the way he is. Yeah, even, whether he's had a few scotches or not. I mean, he just rambles on like we, that. And we, he's always been like that, Jason. Well, I mean, not, it's not because he's 80 years old. I mean, he's always been that way. Exactly. Very, very interesting comments, though, as you try to dissect them, because he was trying to get some message across. Yeah, he was. I'm just not exactly sure what. And Mike McCarthy's not going to be sure either. No. Definitely, definitely not about that. It is the Blitz here on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250, 103.3 FM. It's Rob Thompson. Join Rudy J and I tomorrow morning from 7 till 10 on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250 and 103.3 FM. It is the Blitz here on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250, 103.3 FM. As we wrap up this Thursday edition of the Blitz, make sure you wake up with Rob and Rudy tomorrow morning. They're 7 o'clock, probably from home. Probably so. It's going to be cold. It's going to be cold. And, you know, I saw Rudy's been texting the group. He's got four bottles of tequila and are two bottles of Blanton, so I hope he doesn't stay home too long because he's at some point going to get bored. Well, I think that already happened. He's bored for sure. Well, he was smoking that, but he went and picked up our Blantons that we got the other day yeah, over at, nice at, at Texas Cheer. Absolutely. I that. Well, because we were there last Friday at yes. Texas Cheer Liquor, and they were getting some in. And so, you know, because they're so rare and hard to get, they are. you and I both reserved a bottle of Blantons. Yes. Well, they came in, and, you know, it was icy today. So, I, you know, we, we, we paid for him over the phone and did all the things that, the right way. But I was, uh, you know, I didn't want him to – well, we're leaving Sunday for Los right, Angeles. Right, right. So it's like Rudy lives like less than a mile from the location. Oh, nice. So it's like, all right, Rudy can go over there and pick him up for us, which is great. So, you know, it's like, Rudy, can you go pick him up? But you got to make sure you deliver uh, <laughs> or, or we'll meet up. But if, but if he's iced in and can't leave the house at some point – 
You just break into everything that you have. Well, of course, but I mean, I hope he's going to start with the four bottles of tequila that he had. Uh, uh, hopefully, yeah, right? exactly. Eighty saying, hopefully, Rudy doesn't get into those bottles. See, it's it's almost like your DoorDash guy. You know, I, I mean, you hope he doesn't eat your fries. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, because I think if I was doing DoorDash. It would be hard for me to drive for 15 minutes with those fries and not reach in the bag and grab some. Uh, it's absolutely. You know, I try. That's something that, that takes a lot of discipline to not eat the fries on the way home. Exactly. I mean, Especially you, if they're somebody else's fries. Well, exactly. And I that's mean, if what's they're my tough. fries, they don't make it. Well, so the habit says I'm, I'm eating the fries. I think that's part of the reason why they seal the bags the way they do. Who seals the bag? I wish they would so I wouldn't get into it. No, the DoorDash guy. Oh, the DoorDash yeah, guy. That, okay, okay, okay. I mean, they expect you to eat. Well, I just take, if, if it's me and Maggie and I'm picking them up, I take one from mine and then one from hers and then one from mine and one from hers. You know, so it's it's still even by the time we get home. See, and I shouldn't say this since my wife is sitting right there on the couch. I just eat hers and then... <laughs> <laughs> It's, you know, and then I'll, I'll, I'll share later, you know. Uh, I mean, I don't know which one is which. I mean, well, it's, it's, it's a, two things of fries. It's a delivery charge. Well, that's it. Right? That, yeah. That's it. It costs you it, a half a basket of fries. If, if, that, if that's what it is. But well, that's why I can't do DoorDash. One of the many could, reasons. Boy, I couldn't do that. Yeah. Mm. That's They get some good food. It's not just French fries. I mean, you know, they're going to P.F. Chang's or they're going to... I mean, you know, good places. I I just went blank there on restaurants, but you know, yeah, some good places. What I just heard was Ryan Engel thinking of all the places he DoorDashes from, or I don't, or, or Uber don't. Eats, or whoever, whichever you know, app you use. You know, I don't, and I, I I'm one of the rare people that that doesn't use that service very often. You know, we did at the beginning of the pandemic, and I've I've stopped. Yeah, you know, one, the charges are are ridiculous, but two. Like I ordered a chicken fried steak, right? And and by the time it gets to you, it just ain't the same. No, there, there are certain things that aren't meant to travel. I agree with, especially something like that. You need to have it oh. sit down on the table where it's red hot. And or ready to go. I mean, it, it's one thing to get a burger to go, mm-hmm. but if you get a burger from like say Longhorn Cafe, right? That, that's too big, and, it, and by the time it gets to you, it's, it's, soggy. it's it, yeah, right. I, I mean, you know. There's got to be some things there to to be able to travel up, but yeah, um, we we will go that way. We, um, <laughs> you know, see now I'm worried about you because I've got some steaks on the grill right now that you've got to travel all the way to your house, which is like seven minutes away. But if it doesn't travel right, you know, I'm not worried about you. I just don't want to disappoint Maggie with that steak. Well, don't disappoint Maggie. I mean, you don't want to do that. I, I don't want to do that. No, you don't. And, and I and I won't do that. <laughs> R&R tomorrow morning at 7 o'clock. Then Jimenez at noon with halftime. The Blitz tomorrow at 4. Our last day in San Antonio before we head to L.A. For our big game coverage brought to you by A.A. Best Bail Bonds, Texas Cheer Liquor, and Southern Recipe Small Batch Pork Rinds. I can't see the Spurs score. I was going to give the score on the way out. but uh, It's not pretty. Spurs are playing the heat. It ain't pretty. Uh, be safe out there. Have a good night, everybody. Stay warm.